Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levens. His name is Angus. Yo, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, baby Angus. bro. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hey Fam is a podcast that we host from Angus's living room every week, where we review what we've reviewed in our lives in this the past week. week. That's right. Mm. Uh, be it movies, comic books, video games, television, other people's podcasts, other people's podcasts. Uh, look, magazines, uh, YouTube trailers. It's 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 massive. You want. The the breadth of what we cover every week is is baffling. Yeah, I can't believe the amount of content we take in. And because there is that much content for us to, to share, we need a, a third, at least one more person to share with us. We sort of just not only uh, bring bring us back down to the level of everybody else and be like, "Yo, come on, no one else consumes that much content." We do need that, but we also need someone else who's probably like consumed content we we didn't know existed. This guy's consumed content since before I was even born. <laughs> this guy's been consuming content since before it was hashtag content. And I know that, like, you know, when you think about p- places... He's been putting wo- out content since it's before true. it was hashtag Which content. I consume. It's the original content machine. But you think about places where content is com- created, and the last place in the world <laughs> I would ever think of is Melbourne, Australia. Shots fired. <laughs> and uh, here he is down there going against all odds, uh, making people laugh. Making people think about their past. Making people think about what they're going to spend their money on next. And that man is Dave Hughes. <laughs> Dave, good, uh, great to have you along tonight. Hi, fam. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's uh, that, that that's not slander. That's just Steel Saunders, and we have the Steel Saunders behind. I love Green Guy Letters, I uh, St- Steel Wars, and. The director's commentary podcast, which name I've forgotten right now. Off track commentary squad. Off track commentary. Mr. Three podcast himself. Hey, you guys. How Mr. You doing? Melbourne. Last week we had Mr. Sydney. I think this week we've got Mr. Melbourne on board. I, I did like your very <laughs> long and wordy description of your podcast because when I tell people about it, it's like, oh, it's just two dudes turkin- talking shit while Entourage is on mute. Yep. And that's <laughs> it. And unfortunately, tonight, look, full disclaimer uh, Entourage tonight will not be seen in its normal vicinity. I have forgot to top up my HBO credit. So tonight, we're just doing YouTube's greatest. And you know what? Sometimes it's good to leave it in someone else's hands. Yeah, I mean, people that come on 
I guess they're like, oh, I better listen to an episode or two. I mean, you, you're a listener. so I'm, I'm, Steel's a listener. I am part of the fam. And that means a lot to me. That means a lot because I was a huge fan of Steel's podcast. It's kind of like this mutual masturbation, but like I was a huge fan of Steel Wars being a Star Wars addict. Mm-hmm. Then getting asked to be on it was even stranger. And then having the guy listen to it, it's kind of like, well, the, that's, the, that's the analogy. But I should just, for everyone uh, <laughs> home listening or on the Hertzbridge line, mm. the... They hadn't put on an Entourage episode yet, and I was just like, yeah, very wide, very high pitched, going, "Are oh, you going to put on Entourage?" We were like, uh, "Let's do, let's roll." And still looked very. There was a cold sweat. There was a film of um, sweat that just appeared upon his face. It's like we had an agreement. I didn't. I didn't come here to do a podcast. I came here to, to watch Entourage on mute and also talk about. He can't even see the screen from where he's sitting as well. I he knows it's there though. That's all that matters. It's not that he wants to watch Entourage. He, Johnny he wants Drama to watch us watch Entourage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? When we do the I can live, see. I can see Entourage in the, the glint in Angus's yeah. eye. You see Johnny Drama's goatee just um, under my. Is it my iris or is it Johnny Iris's goatee? Uh, Johnny um Johnny Drama's goatee. Yeah, Look, no, no, Johnny is, Irish. <laughs> I'm gonna say for the record, and this is probably better said now than later. This is the third podcast that Steel and myself have done today. I just yeah, think it's wow. worth putting out there. So Different so, podcasts. So let's start, Angus, with your day. Um, Angus, you, you began your day by recording your other podcast. The other podcast with the... Uh, it's, it, it's like a guy who has two wives, isn't it? He doesn't tell the other one, but I've told you. And <laughs> you're very accepting. Uh, I recorded Greenlight Boys this morning, ET, uh, Eastern Standard Time. 7.30 Sunday morning. Extraterrestrial uh, time. Extraterrestrial time. Yeah. ET, my finger was uh, glowing. <laughs> it felt good. And we recorded that, knocked that out of the park. Then by 2 p.m., live Steel Wars, which I'm sure you'll hear very soon. Uh, if you haven't listened to Steel Wars, I'm going to let Steel explain it to you in a moment. And now we're doing Hey Fam. But it's also Steel himself has come to this path we've both done two podcasts before this and this is our third and i think this is gonna be the victory lap you know this one's got far less an audience though well i mean it's interesting we're, we're, we're performing this podcast to the entire cast of entourage <laughs> yeah oh, okay yeah so, so um to, to just finish with that story from earlier before we hear about the multiple podcasts that Steele's done today we did because angus hasn't paid his hbo go oh yeah thing, which is literally a problem that he's the only australian i think that has, that, it. That has it well this uh, week i had a, a staff member um, hbo stop so, exactly oh, hbo stop that is hot uh, i had a, a person contact me and they're, they're busting down on people but this is what's strange people are paying for this service but People are getting busted for paying for it and being told not to pay for it anymore. And I don't know what type of world I'm living in when they don't want so- foreign. They want their foreign people no. watching it. No, someone. Tony uh, Abbott is the head of HBO, and he I'm says put a bleep on this. And he, he says, says you don't deserve ballers. He, he, Tony Abbott's basically going, look, I've looked at the votes. I've had, you know, we've dotted the eyes, we've crossed the T's. Ballers isn't for you. And I'm like, you know what, Tony? This is my decision. And there's no I or T in ballers. <laughs> exactly. All I see is dollars. It's the only show I can see that. Maybe you haven't been balling hard enough. I tell you what's not balling is not paying your HBO Go. No, it's true. It's true. And the worst thing about it is it catches you when you're cold and you don't know what happens. You have dropped the ball. I've dropped the baller. I don't think I'm worthy of baller season. Well, I'm hoping I'm worthy of baller season two as well. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no one is worthy of baller season two. Hey, can I just break some news? Of course. Break it. I follow The Rock. Sorry, Dwayne The Rock Johnston. And I have. He has let loose that the next season of Ballers is going to be pretty good. 
So is that I'm, so? I'm just going to break some show business news Because he could have gone either way with that news drop. He could have been like, you know what? I've looked at the scripts. Eee, they're not, not so good. <laughs> is, is a little bit of humility uh, just too much to wish for when it comes to The Rock? I <laughs> Sorry. Mean, yes. Pretty good. <laughs> Rock will... I guarantee you, Rock, if we ever have a president of Earth, that it's The Rock. Like, I'm... I'm all the votes are going to him. He's the most beautiful person on the planet. And I reckon if you called him up right now, he'd pay your HBO subscription. Oh, totally. He'd which give me a, a lifetime which, subscription. Which is a segue that I brought back so I could finish <laughs> the story and let, uh, let everybody know that was worried about us not watching Entourage while we record this oh, podcast. Oh, we are watching it. Because Angus, using the power of the internet, looked up the best of Entourage <laughs> on YouTube. And now we're just on a mute. continuous loop. Looks like some behind-the-scenes footage. We've got Vinny's pulling out a ticket from his pocket and he's looking like, hey, you know what, guys? This ticket says plus four, which happens to also be the amount of people in my entourage. Nice, but when we did the search, it was like the best of entourage and then we put the little winky sign. Yeah, we did a winky <laughs> sign. I think this is the adults-only section, isn't it? But uh, still, you've done two podcasts today. Talk us through them. No. No. <laughs> you can hear him. He did Steel Wars and he did Green Guy. Come on. That's it. That's it. This is the relaxing podcast. But you, you recorded two live podcasts in Sydney today. Yeah. So you came I'm, from Melbourne. That's what I mean. It's a big deal. I've got three hours of uh, podcast time behind me. But when I was landing in Sydney, I realized I hadn't listened to the latest Hey Fam. Oh wow! Look, I tell you what, it was um, there was there was Vogue champagne. We've still got the corks, uh, the cork up there from the the popped bottle. I was fanless, so <laughs> what I did, and I probably shouldn't have done this. <laughs> I uh, switched off a plane mode, great, because we were beginning to descend, Dope. and I was like, I reckon the uh, Telstra uh, network might be able to catch a uh, cheeky bit of my phone, yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> started streaming Hey Fam from, I don't know, f- 500 feet or something. And are. then I, I got, I was like, oh, imagine if I actually do make the plane crash. <laughs> and the last <laughs> thing I ever hear is, oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm listening to it for good reasons. But still, the last thing I would have heard was the Entourage theme song. I would tell you what, it's pretty good to, to, to finally hear someone that's that's higher than higher when they listen than we were when we recorded it, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we get it. We smoke weed. We get it. We make content. <laughs> but no, that's a that's an amazing story. I, I kind so of, I'm putting my life on the line for the fam. I like that. I like that you're putting your life and also nameless people. But I think that's like the biggest um, tribute you could pay to somebody is a disaster. I almost killed 100 people because of your podcast. It was pretty full play. It would have been more than that. Oh, man. Just... I appreciate even even ten people. <laughs> Jerry Piven's hairpiece, I've got to say, is still just so apparent. Are there pictures of Jeremy Piven that exist that exist in the world of him just straight up bald? Yeah, it's cool. Um, season four of Seinfeld when he plays Costanza on Jerry when Jerry and George get the MPC MPC series. Jerry, he is, is, is he ha- Costanza? He plays George. He's not like just an auditioner. He's actually no, he plays George, and he disagrees with George. He's like, "What? What's going on here?" And he's like, "No, I'm not going to play the character like that." And he's That's completely him. bald. Yeah, and then he got his hair back for entourage. And you're like, mm, uh, the human race tells me, <laughs> once you lose hair, it's very hard to get it back." He Jeremy Piven's first role, big role, was playing George on Jerry. Really? And George is talking him through, and it's all hilarious. And he's like, "No, I'm not going to do it like that." I, I I know the scene. Yeah, you but know I the scene. It was him. The There's thing another, is, you I, won't I, I, be able to know because he's bored, and that's why you can't tell that it's him. He's also in a movie called like PCU Party or something like that, and yeah, it's right. like a 
like a C grade '90s college movie. And is he uh, a college student or dean? In this, I situation? think he's the evil dean. Great, I love and, an evil and, dean. And yeah, he's um. I love an evil dean. His scalp is definitely gleaming the cube. In That's the, what I mean. Like he's he's just unabashedly gone. You know what? It's about time I got hair taken from my back and threaded into my head. And good on him. Can, can I can I bring up my um hey fam notes? Yeah, please. please. Well, That'd be awesome. So I've been the first person to ever do it. I've been listening to episodes and I'll hear things. And it turns out they're not as many as I thought. There's only two things, yeah. but they're things that like while I've been listening, I'm like oh, I'm going to note. And the notes are quite similar. You and I uh, should start doing this. <laughs> we like, we well, certainly don't. <laughs> um, so my notes are, and I can barely remember what they're in reference to, but Great. you probably remember Iron Man three. What a piece of shit! And then Jurassic Park four. What a piece of shit! So I think you've complimented those films. I think we've so done that. that. Those, are, those are both Entourage references. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I liked Iron Man three. You didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like Iron reference. Man three. And I think. Right, I'm going to get fired up now. That Do you it. actually get- complimented Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow was good in it. No, no, <laughs> no. Like the whole thing, like I don't read comics. Like I just read Star Wars ones, so I'm not like... You're not versed in the I'm Marvel not, universe. I'm not infused. We get it. We but get I was, it. You don't read Marvel. <laughs> I read Star Wars Marvel. But um, I was just... How she got in the suit and... Like she's annoying as it is. Like I'd so wish she wasn't in the I think the that movie. was also at the time me... Being the PC guy, and also thinking like it's it's good to see a female. Like we've had nine movies, so but maybe ten or eleven movies at this stage, no female I, ever done. I anything. like Gwyneth Paltrow in the Iron Man movies. Oh. So pull myself out there. Yeah, but you say it's like you're being all this, and it's great to have a, a female no, no, hero. But, but, she, but she had to wear a man suit to do it. Yeah, no, there was no boobies curved, in there, isn't it? But isn't that also that's hey, good though? It's a, it's a uni- it's not a man suit. It's a universal. Well, suit let's for take both this sexes. to Ep- Star Wars right away. Captain Phasma, as we know, has been turning heads this week because the costume has been released, so kids can dress up. Obviously, in Captain, time for Halloween, Captain Phasma is one of the characters. Is in the, the Chrome Stormtrooper you've probably seen with no a- spoilers? Oh well. No, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> no. she, uh, the cape is uh, very flowing, very beautiful. And it's a female character. It's Gwendolyn Christie, who you probably know from uh, Game of Thrones. And she's uh, playing uh, this, I'd say, one of the upper echelon members of the First Order, the new villain uh, crew of the new Star Wars films. Get, get to know them, fam. She's poised to be the next Boba Fett. Boba Fett, exactly. The mysterious... I hope she's got three lines like Boba had in the first film. I'd love that. I'd love if she only had three lines. There's little nods in between. Oh, okay. I'm going to show my... Just bump in with my ignorance at this point. That's the um, best time to bump in. I, All we uh, do is bump. Um, I rewatched Empire Strikes Back recently. And Congratulations. Boba Fett's it's the lines best movie you've ever seen. are Australian in, in that weird Australianish accent. Was that an... New Zealand. They, was that always in the in the movies no, with that accent? No, no they, they definitely redid that. They had a different I, voice actor. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, so I remember. I remember. I don't remember a New Zealand accent. I mean, still, you know the answer. This Boba Fett's been played by what? You've got Daniel Logan who plays him. Mask off, episode two. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Bullock was the guy who I know who played him in the costume for for episodes five and six. Five and six. But then for the special edition scenes when he's chatting up bitches in That's Jabba's Palace. That's played by Don, Don Beast. Who was just a Lucas film employee. He, on the prequels, was in charge of R2-D2. There you go. And, and he did a lot of restoration in the... Special editions. No, no, in no? the... Um, in. The Skywalker Ranch in the archives, the Lucasfilm archives. Right, right, right. He did a lot of like rest- by this, restoring props and stuff. Because people like that. swing out James Bond getting played by all these actors. I think Boba Fett's been played by more actors already, and he's the, the guy's only had about 
12 lines on screen. Like, and that, that, that's pretty impressive to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give him his due. Give so, him his due. Yeah. So when they, when they remastered the, the first trilogy, um, mm-hmm. they, did, they, did they add make his... his uh, did which, time? His... which time? Which time? Which re- remaster? So at what point did, did he suddenly have a New Zealand accent? For the Blu-ray. Oh, for the 2006 DVD release, I believe. And is that to be like that's more when in, in they sync put in with uh, Jay LaGaia? No, no. <laughs> to put it to Mira Morrison, who is Django Fett. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. But also, the, in, that, in the same film where you first meet him, uh, the emperor was played by literally a female and monkey eyes mm-hmm. superimposed on top. And then Ian McDermott played the emperor in Return of the Jedi. And this is, this is like, I'm glad. This is one of the great restorations that has been done, I believe. Uh, the scene much later was restored by... Sorry, I'm watching Ari Gold walk from a chopper. It's very hard to think of any other scene. I mean, it's hard enough to follow what you're saying without you talking Look, about ta- Jeremy Piven at I'm the same time. I'm talking about a classic scene, but Why is the a- helicopter getting piloted so badly? <laughs> is someone... Is, is Turtle flying that one? It's Hollywood, or? baby. <laughs> That's just what happens. But in the Empire Strikes Back uh, Blu-ray and DVD, they reshot the scenes with Ian McDermott and... So you you watched it recently and you didn't even notice that it was the emperor and that's that 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 for a um a long time viewer would be very apparent because they used to have this person no shit it was a female's face big monkey eyes and that was the emperor and it was had a terrible voice it wasn't the emperor was it they should have gone with it into Return of the Jedi well they should have I mean and just had a girl walk around with monkey eyeball <laughs> glasses and... I mean why didn't they do that no one knows there's no reason in the world why they didn't. But actually, the version you watched, every line had been redubbed over since the original film. Really? Yeah. Aunt Beru's as well. Aunt Beru's actually is, yeah. Yeah, Aunt Beru, every line of Aunt Beru, that's it. Every line of her, we will never be able to hear because it's the cinema version, the original 1977 run, right? Of A New Hope or Star Wars. Well, I, I watched the original version of Star Wars, or one of, probably the last release which was the 93 laser disc this week for an episode of the podcast because we were we were deflowering a star wars virgin so you watched different versions with a virgin no just the one but i just i thought we'll watch the one that like people fell in love with and that's a bold move i gotta still say that's a bold move yeah a lot of those effects did need to get cleaned up yeah but is that what you're saying yeah, for sure. What was the Mos Eisley entrance, entrance like now that we know what Mos Eisley is like? Well, the, the one entrance I remember where the the land speeder skiffs in yep. and there's like little rats, you, whether they're womp rats or whatever. Rats, yeah. like, the, like that scene looks so bad in the original version. It's just... It just looks like... And it looks like the, the shadow of the land speeder has just been put in with a Sharpie. And, sure. Which it probably has. And back then it was probably a great... It greatly impressive. You'd be like, oh, that's a great scene. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a problem in the world. And yeah. then at the end, when they're all the X-Wings are taking off to fight the Death Star, it just looks like some flares have been let off in the distance. Yeah, like right. They're just little dots. But, you know, in the special edition, you know, the X-Wing takes off See, right I'm in front of you. I'm more familiar with the special editions because my age makes me... That's the version that I know the most. Yeah, yeah. so they did do... Because what they, originally, when I was... Um, a Star Wars nerd in the 90s and I'd read there was a Star Wars magazine and they mentioned the special edition, they were just going to fix up the effects. It wasn't about doing all this other stuff and then he, you really? know, what was it gonna be? much like Anakin Skywalker, got corrupted by power <laughs> and turned to the dark side and then ruined the galaxy. Spoiler alert. So, no problem with the special editions. 
whatsoever. I think the Ewok whatsoever, song whatsoever, whatsoever. Okay, Han shot first. All right, we'll get that. Obviously, Han shot first. Um, can I interrupt um, before yeah. we get any further? <laughs> uh, for those <clears throat> listening to this right now that are like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Listen, we, to f- so Steel uh, has a podcast, and it's the reason that we are familiar with him uh, called Steel Wars. And uh, Angus was a guest on Steel Wars uh, just under a year ago. Um, yeah, normally, I'm in to like. Like setting the scene But if they don't know What we're talking about You're out of the fam No Come fam on. You are talking to my wife here Alright <laughs> <laughs> Yep Stand by in it No Jeez fam Louise. Um I'm just saying To not today The show today we, we, We've definitely spoken to Some amount of uh, Of Star Entourage. Wars speak Star Wars speak in the, in, in the episodes thus far But I feel like It's just it's a, Not a disclaimer Just a, you know Letting you know in advance That today's episode Is going to be Particularly Star Wars heavy So Star Wars heavy Today's episode is brought to you By the letters S and W <laughs> And T-A-R And R-S um, You were saying special. I said special issue No problems And then I Retracted slightly Just with the Ooh, only only a Sith speaks in absolutes. <laughs> well, if that's one thing we got learnt by the uh, the prequels. But also, um, I Obi Wan just I, operated in absolute by saying that, which I've always found is a big only, problem. Only a Sith and Ari Gold speaks <laughs> in absolutes. <laughs> Do you think Ari Gold would be the Obi Wan Kenobi of the trilogy? Like Anakin is his Vince, and it's just kind of like. Are we going to do the movie? Are we going to do the pod race? Are we going to do the blowing up? You know, like, is it... I'm, I'm trying to work out who E is, and but in my head... I think he's I'm the thinking, Emperor. No, I'm just thinking, who's the biggest fuckwit in Star Wars? E's going to be just C-3PO or the Emperor? E is C- C-3PO would be fucking great. C-3- yeah, he would be annoying. Don't do that, because C-3PO is constantly telling people no, not to do great E-3PO. things. E-3PO. No, no, do, do you know it. who Jar Jar... No, no, no. Oh. E is Jar Jar Binks when he's trying to be serious. Like, he's trying to keep it tight. Yeah. E, this is the problem with Entourage. It's like, E's meant... To, you know what? People, normal people, are meant to like E in the show. Like, he's constantly complaining how people don't take him seriously. It's like, you don't know... You're a pizza... You, like, when Ari says you're just a pizza delivery boy, yep. Nailed it You don't yeah. know You're always getting Because you, know, you don't know anything And then by the end It's like Everyone's a horrible Like this show Is just about A group of horrible people The worst people from New York Who have just Suckered their way Into Los Angeles And are just saying uh, Give me money Did you ever like Entourage? Yeah First few seasons I loved Every, yeah, Everyone loves Entourage When they first do it Except Louis McCurdy Who, who was on two weeks ago and- We claim not to partake in media and I, I still have a huge problem with that <laughs> But that's the- another episode <laughs> The um yeah because when the first two seasons that it was great. quite you yeah know, it, it was, was like extras meets you know so it like uh, curb was uh, but it was, it, it but was great. if you rewatch them now they're still gross they're not it's like you don't get a good have warm, we grown or is you don't entourage? get a yeah I mean I, I feel like it I feel like it was, yeah. it was definitely a product of its time that you know it it wasn't it didn't out, overstay its welcome that quickly but then as soon as it did you you can't go back but I kept this is the thing I I still had to watch every episode. Just to fuel my hate. How deep did you get? Did you did you make it all the way through to the movie? I didn't watch the movie. That's right. But but, but all the all the series. So that tapped yeah. out. I reckon halfway through episode. So season season four or something. I guess. No, I went all the way through. I but, couldn't. I couldn't like. It's like sometimes I follow someone on Twitter, and yeah. instead of like I should unfollow them, <laughs> but I would still be. I, I'd still go and look at their feed. To see what like 
shit stuff they've written. So it's just like, well, it's actually easier for me if I just keep following them. So Entourage is Donald Trump on Twitter. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I would say that the main reason that I stopped watching actually is, is E. I remember. It, I think the, the worst subplot is is E and Sloane. Will they? His will hair will color change. You know, sometimes he's blonde, sometimes he's brunette, sometimes he's redhead. I don't understand who was behind but E's then hair makeup. He like, and Sloane is... break up, and then suddenly he's dating this like seventeen year old girl, and that's when I was just like, I fucking hate this show. I'm out. Look, I, I can understand the fact that a guy who starred in one movie can star in a tentpole film like Aquaman. I can understand this. The only thing I don't understand is the fact that A can get a 17-year-old girlfriend. Like, literally, that's when I'm tapped. I, I get that. No, I mean, that actually works in the real world because only a 17-year-old would, would date someone like E. A 17-year-old would be very impressed by someone like E. E, 3PO. <laughs> e would be 3PO, seriously. E, uh, E, Binks. E, uh, E, Binks. He also has a bit of a Hayden Christensen vibe as well, so he could be Anakin. Anakin. No, see, Anakin, Obi-Wan, he's more Obi-Wan, sadly. He's more like, oh, don't do this. This is going to be bad for you. And Vince is the Anakin. I mean, that's... that's... Oh, I just realized how angry I am for you guys comparing Entourage to, to Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> you did it. You started it. What? Oh, no. Yeah, you it's started it. it you, no, it was actually you. If we go back and listen, you said uh, you compared uh, um, um, Ari Gold to... Um, hey, be right back, guys. Which, whichever Star Wars character we were talking about. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was all you, bro. Oh, if only we recorded it. <laughs> all right, well, Angus, is, he's just walked out. Um, I mean, I, I, maybe he was upset about us comparing <laughs> Star Wars to, to Entourage as well. <laughs> it was entirely your fault, by the way. <laughs> Tough um, crowd. So, uh, I mean, while well, obviously Angus has like hundreds of burning Star Wars questions to, to ask you while you're here, but let's talk about the not Star Wars things that you've been uh, watching and enjoying the, this past week or so. Oh, that's going to be a really quick conversation. Because you were, you were engrossed, right? Because earlier, we had dinner earlier and you admitted to, if you see that there's a movie, even if it's a really well-regarded movie that happens to star one of the new stars of the next Star Wars movie, you will not watch it because you want to go into that movie with them fresh as that character and that character only. Yeah, because there's apparently some great films with Oscar Isaac and um, I've just blanked on the other guy. Um... Oh, John Boyega. Sure. I was going to say, I, I follow him on Twitter. I should know his name. <laughs> but for how long? Until when? Oh, no, he's actually, he's actually super cool. He's a really funny guy, on, uh, especially on Instagram. But yeah, so my rule is with all... Once they're announced in Star Wars, and I did this for the other films as well, I can't watch any of their films until the Star Wars film comes out because I want to save their faces to be Star Wars characters. No, I know what you're talking about. And I know it just came in then um, late, but what other when <laughs> Angus you say is other back, films, everybody. What do you mean? Like, which actors were there? Which ones you like? Was it Ewan McGregor? Like, I would not watch Brass Off. I would not watch Train Spotting. Which who yeah, was so it? Yeah, so I'd never watch any Ewan McGregor films. Wow, really? Because um, he was cast. He was like the first cast, I believe, like back in the day. Him and Natalie Portman and. I think Liam Neeson will like... Do you want me to drop a bomb? Yeah. Drop it. I was in the room when the cast for The Phantom Menace was publicly announced for the first time. Take me back there. What was the scenario? Why were you there? It was a different time, let me tell you. Press releases were handwritten, weren't they? Was it was like... at the... And t- strapped to the legs of pigeons. Yeah. It was at the second ever Star Wars convention in Australia. So yeah, right. back in the 90s, uh, there so was, was like the Star Walking... Seven? 
No, it must six, have been before seven, that. Yeah, it was. Pretty, yeah, six probably. Was. Yeah, it was before the special editions came out. Yeah, right. So, so it was just, it was such a different time in Star Wars. Like they just released, you know, the new figures, and yes. we, and so we loved steroided up Star Wars. The power of the Force too. We were so happy to pay under ten dollars for a Star Wars figure. It was, and they came with no weird bonus add-ons that you didn't want. No. There was just the figure and the weapon, and you were like, "Great, this is fantastic." Sure, the lightsaber is like eight times too big, but that's sure. how we loved them. Well, um, I'm, I'm still concentrating on uh, Luke's testosterone. Um, <laughs> speaking of concentrating, I'm going to make the tenth of four hundred inter- uh, interruptions this episode. This is good. Um, so <laughs> when we put Entourage on, I guess you just put some weird YouTube kind of playlist, it's a playlist. on. And now we are watching what looks to be like a... Jamaican uh, version of Entourage, <laughs> if I'm to say... Like, it, it seems to be set in a really kind of low-budget club shot on a consumer-level camera. It's it's fantastic. If you look it up, Ezra Entertainment is the... Is that uh, it's called? Look it up. It's called... <laughs> it's Ethiopian. New Ethiopian movie. Yeah, okay. Oh, we've got a whole Ethiopian film. It's an hour and 42 minutes. Great. We'll keep this sign in the background. So, yeah, that means that this podcast is going to go for another hour and 42 minutes. <laughs> uh, if you want to look it up, New Ethiopian... Ethiopia, sorry, new Ethiopian movie Dash, Yarkan. There's a couple of characters you can't see there. Then Netsanet, uh, just Wokna, look up Yarkan, Y A K E N. 2015. Full. This guy was uploaded a couple of days ago. If you've got half a million views. I if mean, you ever wondered what a low budget Ethiopian version of Entourage looks like, Yarkan. Yeah. Anyway, and if you have, <laughs> get some hobbies. <laughs> listen to uh, what. Listen to Steel Wars. Watch Star Wars. But no, you were saying you were at this... Uh, yeah, at the Force 2 convention. Where was it? In Melbourne? Was it in one place in Australia? Yeah, like it was in Moorabbin, the, the home of show business. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's Hollywood, baby. Which is a <laughs> suburb of Melbourne. And yeah, the, one of the... the Steve Sansweet, who's mm. the big uh, Star Wars collector. collector and Got he, a couple of books by him, as you could probably see in the bottom left. What, does it, what kind of book does a Star Wars collector write? About well, Star he Wars officially he's he has Rancho Obi Wan. Are they cool, is, like cool pictures of like oh, it's every, got, or is the it... one that's got the big one thousand there? That's oh mad. Awesome, yeah, Steve cool. Sansweet. He's been part from day one. Basically, he's collected every bit of Star Wars what memorabilia. He's I've been now, to Rancho Obi Wan. I know you have, and I am insanely jealous. Do you need tickets for this? Like, how do you get in there? You have to be a member and of then, of Rancho Obi Wan. How do you become a member? You just pay money. Okay, which <laughs> which that's for simple. me is very easy, but. Apparently for you it's quite hard. Ooh. Well, as as per the uh, Nigerian version of Entourage tonight, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> also, Ang- uh, Angus's life is literally the Ethiopian version of Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why you listen to Hey Fam, you think it's all uh, tinsel town and all special <laughs> effects? It's just me in a tin can and Levin's down the end of the street, and <laughs> hopefully someone's hidden record somewhere somewhere along the way, and we've got a podcast fan out of it. But no, what's the rant? What, let, let let let's talk AUD. What's the Rancho Obi Wan? Uh, I've got I don't know thirty dollars or something, and then I think yeah. lifetime. Or no, you? yeah, yeah, I could do that, and you get a little patch and all <laughs> I'm going, good stuff. I'm going to the states next year. I'll do that. I'll pop in, and then I think you pay extra to get the tour, but you got to be a member first. And the tour, it's amazing. But anyway, so we're at this convention, and they read out the names for the first time, and I vaguely wow. knew Ewan McGregor from Train Spotting. Was big at the time, like he was in every poster. He was on uh, the Born Slippy single. Like he was everywhere at that time. And yeah, Natalie Portman, I knew from The Professional. But then I, so I kiboshed. Couldn't watch any of those people in films. And uh, so no jingle all the way for me. Shit. But also Natalie Portman wasn't really in anything after The Professional to Phantom Menace. I remember like... No, she she is. She's in Mars Attacks. Oh, she's the president's daughter, isn't she? But her career is very like sporadic and not in a bad way. It's just like the way she's chosen things with her studying, I guess, at the time and stuff like that. 
Yeah, so I've kiboshed. So, so I'm I not watching that. Attack the Block. I'm not watching, um, what is that, Machina, whatever that is. Oh, X Machina. And that's the worst because there's only three people in that movie and two of them are the villains in the new Star Wars movie. That's the one I'm trying not to watch the and most. And you know the worst part about that is? It's my favourite movie of this year. It's an amazing film. Still it does is, not give a fuck. <laughs> no, seriously, once the fourth... Look... I know you're doing Force Awakens at midnight in a normal cinema, which I love. And I love that you're doing it no, a podcast I, right I, after. I hear where you're going with it. And watch it like, the next day. No. no. I'm just saying, watch it the next day. Do you know what I'm watching the next day? The Force Awakens. Yeah. Yes, because I am too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm does, does this new weird rule work for the, the actors from the first trilogy that are returning? Like if you had Air Force One <laughs> queued to watch on Netflix this like Friday. Oh, the Return of the Joker can't, for can't, Batman Beyond. Can't yeah. do it. <laughs> can't do it. I'm not watching the Blues Brothers to avoid any Carrie Fisher references. <laughs> That's the, right. She wears sunglasses. Well, I don't have time to watch anything else anyway. So, like, I just, like, if you do three podcasts in a day, you don't have time to do anything else. But how often are you watching Star Wars media? I mean, with the six films, obviously, but I mean, are you watching much of the ongoing media, which is now the Clone Wars, six seasons in, Rebels season one's done, season two is about to begin. Like, I've, what's I've, that set with you? I've seen the Battle of the Shark Men, and... Uh, <laughs> it's the... Yeah. Season four or five opener. Sorry for those at home who are very anal Clone Wars listeners, which I know you're not. But there is an episode which Steele and I had discussed earlier off mic today and we just said we had a lot of distaste for it. It looked like Action Man, the series or something. It was like G.I. Joe. It was just kind of... It was like a crossover with like Jabberjaw or something. Yeah. These angry... So there's it's a- like yeah. Street Sharks, Admiral, wasn't it? Yeah, Admiral Akbar, who's a Mon Calamari. Mm-hmm. So he lives underwater on his little home planet back in the day. Is the planet called Mon Calamari or just Calamari? I think it's called Mon Calamari. Yeah. And his classic catchphrase was, it's a trick. Yeah. <laughs> so close. <laughs> gotcha that time. That's what Just another says. hay fam. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so there's these giant shark creatures, but it totally sucked. But, um, and yeah. it was four episodes long, which is an hour long, which in the span of the Star Wars films is one twelfth of the entire Star Wars saga. And that's when you start to get sad, when you're like, well, they've done a four episode series around this and that's one twelfth of the entire saga so far. Stop the sharks. <laughs> Cull the shark. Cull, definitely. Cull the shark. Cull the Star Wars sharks. So last week we had a, a guest on that has only seen a handful of movies in his lifetime. And now <laughs> we have a guest on that refuses to see anything but a handful of movies. Look, I see a pattern here and I love it. Yeah. I, I have seen it. a lot of video. Like I have, I have got a, a large amount of DVDs, but I, I just don't have any... Listen, this content takes a lot of time to get out there, all right? Will you watch all the movies that a Star Wars actor has been in post your Star Wars viewing? So, for example, Harrison Ford, you watch Indiana Jones, you watch Blade Runner, you watch... Oh, I can't. I can't press pause on Mosquito Coast. No, no one can. No one can. It's very hard to, to pause on Mosquito Coast. What about uh, Garden State? Did you go there because of Natalie or did you go there because you love indie music? It's oh, just because <laughs> I, I love the works of Zach Brown. We get it. You love indie music. You love the shins. I, yeah, it was hard. Natalie Portman, very attractive in it, but a bit weird. Yeah. That movie sucks. There's no, there's no, nothing good you can say about that movie. Garden State. And you get in the bin and stay there. Zach you know, she recently brought it, brought it up recently, and she was like, oh, "I only have an idea now." Like she's been so unaware of everyday media because she's a superstar and an Oscar winner and has a beautiful husband and a beautiful child. But she's like, "I only became aware of this thing called um the Manic Pixie Girl and how she was deemed like the original." And she's like, "I've read about that and I'm horrified." She's like, "Oh, that's the worst. I wouldn't have." 
Yeah, wow. I didn't know that happened, and I wouldn't. I'd try to stop that from happening. If that what do you mean? I don't understand what you're talking about. So you know how there was like in the what like early 2000s, there was this great theme which popped up in a lot of films, and there was a manic pixie girl, someone who so was, like yeah, her character. It's like you know, it's like you know, like kind of crazy on edge, but beautiful. fixes his problems. And yeah, but fixes his problems with her own crazy problems, and she's just like you know, like. And so why did she hate it? Well, she doesn't hate it. She just wasn't aware that there was a big trope going around in the early 2000s. I know Elizabeth Town was um, the Cameron Crowe film, which everyone was like, oh, what's he going to do next after Almost Famous? And it was a Manic Pixie Girl film. And a lot of people did a lot of Manic... And they'd get a kind of beautiful Hollywood style to play kind of a... Um, I guess like a... Not a dumbed-down version by all, but kind of a... Um, Less glamorous version of themselves. So would that be like a, a Silver Linings playbook? It was. It was literally Silver Linings playbook is the closest thing to a manic pixie girl now. Well, even Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. but Silver Linings is saying like I've got issues and I don't want you to be a part. I, of I don't them. know if I was up. It was because I was up in the air. But when I flew to LA one time, great movie. But yeah, I teared up at the end on the plane of Garden uh, State. Yeah, no, not Garden State of uh, Silver Linings playbook. Oh right, the dance scene. Yeah, I think. I can't even remember what. But I was like... It's a good movie. Like, I'm saying it now. It's a great film. My fiancé, who's based in LA now, but at the time was in Melbourne, and I was flying to LA, she said she's never received a weirder text message from me. <laughs> I landed and just like, have you seen Silver Lining's Playbook? It's a very good film. And she was just like... she Just that without any context. It's like, like, who stolen Steele's phone and who are you? It's like, just like, how is this... Jennifer text, Lawrence. How is this text, viral marketing? Is this how what is this they text do now? cynical at all? What is this? But I... Yeah, I, I, I rather love film, that film. Films will fuck you up. Watching a movie on... Sorry, not film. But watching a movie on a plane will fuck you up. I think... You, uh, we've spoken about this before. Like, sometimes you get edited versions, sure. But I think also you're kind of like... In a in a state of mind which is in, in the normal constraints, just ready to cry. You, yeah, you're ready. Your to body's cry. just ready to cry when you're in the air. You're looking out the window, seeing the clouds. I do a lot of research in uh, film style. Sorry, when I do a flight, <laughs> uh, like I watch Barry Lyndon, which everyone's like, "Oh, that's the most unwatchable movie ever made because it was shot over." I think it was like 200 days, and it was shot. That only is the in, worst amount of days for a film to be. And shot it was in real time. 201's well. fine. 199's fine. But it took so long to make, basically, compared to other films. And it's this, the Kubrick film that he wanted to make after um, Clockwork Orange. He wanted to make the uh, Pauline, but a film called Waterloo came out. This is uh, what happened a couple of years ago, actually, with uh, Oliver Stone's Alexander and also Baz Luhrmann's Alexander. All Oliver Stone's came out starring Ray Velcoro bombed everywhere because there was no mention of friends or pizza but then the um Bas Lerman one was put on hold so anyway Kubrick was like well fuck I've done all this research of this era of the world when Napoleon was happening the studio was like we're not going to give any money for it so then he decided to make um Barry Lyndon which is an even more boring story and it was just about a kind of English gentleman who becomes a bit of a rough and it's this lo- it's, it's, it's a beautiful looking film but the hardest movie to watch and it's all shot only using real time they only shot a magic hour which is why it took so long so it was either shot at 5am once a day for an hour close set then 5pm every day and then close set and that constantly and they just want to shoot under natural lighting conditions with no external light sources and it's it's beautiful to watch is the film more boring than that story about the film <laughs> trust me <laughs> 
It is <laughs> not. <laughs> the story is far more boring. It's a very great movie. I just couldn't get past the first two minutes. <laughs> is there an Ethiopian version? Ethiopian version of Barry I'm going to say right now there's an because e- I'm looking right now the Ethiopian version of Ari and E, and they're just looking really upset. Looks like uh, Vince decided not to do the movie. I uh, I was about to say that is the worst toupee ever, but it's just a headdress. That's just a headdress. I'm just I'm just I'm just liking the palatial size of this house. It seems it seems like. And now they're going in and out of doors, Benny Hill style. Yeah, they're going out, and then someone's using a landline. And I mean, that, I've never, I've not seen that for a long time. Special announcement: uh, the rest of the episode is now a, a, a direct commentary, commentary track. <laughs> is this a time with your commentary de- uh, podcast? Put on YouTube now. <laughs> uh, look, so we all went to Force Friday. We get it. We all had devastating side effects. Yeah, and we, we none of us we haven't been the same since Force Friday. Ruined we haven't been us the all. same. Force Friday happened. What was Force Friday, Angus? Force Friday was a, an amazing marketing ploy. I'm not sure who was behind it initially because this is how blurred the lines get these days. But basically, it was Star Wars merchandise launching for the new film, uh, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, which, interestingly enough, the marketing is steering away from the epi- Episode 7. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about not seeing it being advertised as Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, but more The Force Awakens? I think it should have the episode seven. I do too. I think a lot of people are confused. Everyone who's in the non-Star Wars fan is saying I, to me, is this new or is this an old one? i tell you what it does help with though. Spotting fake fan posters. Right. On the internet. Yeah. Okay. Because the fans that make up these fake posters and Photoshop or fan trailers, they can't, they can't let go that it's not called episode seven, the force. So they still like put it in their fake logo. And so it's just, that's like the the instant way to spot a fake is like, oh, it says episode seven, it's fake. Because you know, there would have been 20 people in a meeting room going, well, do we do the marketing as episode seven? Like, it's, No, but, it's, but, but calling something episode seven never got any new people to go see it. Like it's not going to, people that were going to go see a new Star Wars movie aren't going to stop seeing it because episode seven isn't there anymore. Whereas episode seven might discourage like, you know, a 10 year old from going to go see it. Yeah, because when George Lucas brought out Star Wars, that's episode four. And he never initially put a number right. Well, even on the scroll. Now when you watch it, it says episode four. But back then it didn't because people said, well, that's going to confuse people. People are not going to want to see it. And then... Do you think it's a hark back to that? It's just him going, well, you know what? Maybe new people will come see this one. Well, no, it's just the same theory. If you say episode seven... like You need to catch up on six and then you get deterred and you're like, I'm not going to watch it. What happened to Leonard part six? Yeah. It was exactly. hampered by numbers and Rohypnol. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I think... But then the problem is now they bring out the anthology films, which are essentially, you know, your spin-offs. Yeah. Your, your, your Captain America to your Avengers. Yeah. And they don't know what to call them now. So they're going to call them anthology films. How do you feel about the change? And this is something I've not never been able to speak about with somebody except for you. How do you feel about the change from You said the anth- that in a tone like your uncle touched you as a child. This is something... <laughs> he did. I've never been able I've to tried. speak about. I've said to people, I was like, so what do you think about like um, the Star Wars spin-off films now losing the... the what, what, what's the subtitle anthology and now a Star Wars story? I mean, what do you think? And they're like... Can you just go away? Like, can you tell me about your uncle touching you again? <laughs> can you stop talking about your uncle Rolf Harris for one minute? And, just and your uncle talking? said, can you be quiet so I can keep touching you? Yeah. And I was like, well, this is weird. This is an Ouroboros where he, the snake's eating its head. And this is strange. But how do you feel about that? First of all, the anthology, losing the anthology title and going to Star Wars Story. I don't know. Because I, I think anthologies, 
I, I, I think that's very good. A very good I think it's too marketing word. Like for the casual viewer. Yeah, I, I think it sounds like an episode. They'll be like, "Did I see anthology one? Did I see anthology like two? It's, it's a perfect word. One? It's a perfect word for someone that complains that the depiction of Quicksilver wasn't up to yes. scratch." Because yeah. they're in, they know the word anthology. Yeah, but yeah, I think, but a Star Wars story just—it's a bit weird. It sounds a bit like a well, gather around the TV because we're yeah. going to tell you an after-school Star Wars story about how heroin's bad. You Ga- know? Gather it's around like, the uh, Ewok fire because yeah, the uh, it sounds a bit the gold droids going to tell us about Toronto Gonch. It sounds a bit <laughs> Caravan of Courage is what I'm worried about. So what's Force Friday? <laughs> Force Friday. I have to say, like, like hearing because I've never met you before, and hearing your voice is very like you've got in my head pod fame. And then Angus, I'm just like, it doesn't seem like he talks this fast when I'm listening to him on iTunes. No, I do. That's the thing with me. Ever it's since incredible. I was a kid, it's incredible. My train of thought. I'm like a Bradley Cooper when he takes those smart drugs in a. That movie, you, no one no, saw. No one finishes your sentences faster than Angus. <laughs> yeah. No, but Force Friday, I mean, where to begin? Um, you, 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 st- you tried to earlier. <laughs> you <couldn't> just go. <laughs> so, Force Friday was a... Um, where to finish? <laughs> where done. Well, no. Force Friday was just... Uh, it was, was, it was uh, midnight on uh, a couple couple Thursdays ago, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they released a whole bunch of the new Star Wars merchandise. Well, we were told they would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, 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 were, there, were, there, were, there were broken promises. Big promises made by Disney, Star Wars, etc. Saying basically everything's going to be available. We're going to be dropping it at Target stores in Australia and Toys R Us. And Force Friday was like was a, uh, a worldwide thing. And so we're, sure. we were lucky enough to be among the first. The first, like the iPhones, yeah. like the fabled Apple drops. We were yeah. the first ones to ever get. But it was an honour to be among the first Star Wars fans to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time? No. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in terms of merch, like I can't remember this. We, have we been left behind before? What, Australia or... Australia, yeah. No, not really. We've always been. It's always the rest been. of the world always gets Lego sets before we do. Is that so? Is That's that very a fact? True. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Like yeah. North America, Europe? Yeah, like everything. like like months before we do. Wow. Some, why is that? For some sets. Just I don't know why. Shipping? Shipping. Wow. Because it has to get here on a boat. Yeah, sure. And Tony Abbott fucking hates boats. Hates boats! <laughs> Lego, that, get these Lego refugees off my country. He's not that fond of yellow people either. Oh, some so great... So it's great material, tufa. Um, but yeah, so they they, uh, they did a midnight launch of of a, a great deal of the new Force Awakens merchandise, toys, and uh, shit like that. Micro um, machines, even which yeah, no one knew existed. Well, until. at the Toys R Us I went to, it was a great relaunch of a lot of merchandise they've been sitting on for the past ten years. Well, that's kind of what we saw as well when we walked in. Yeah, well, maybe we should because uh, Angus and I actually uh, interviewed yeah. uh, some some people that were in the line before us. So to set the set the scene, for, we went to Parramatta because the, the Parramatta has the only Westfield that has both a Target and a Toys R Us. It's in a it. huge, huge Westfield. Yeah, and uh, and they were the two stores in Australia that, that were doing um, the Force Friday stuff. And so there were people that got there. There were two like there, that t- complete opposite ends of, of Westfield. The way it should be. And there maybe were in like by 11 o'clock, we got there maybe 11.15. There, between, no, not even that. There would have been maybe 30 people between the two, between stores. The two stores. And some the, the people that were in the front of the line had been there since 7 p.m. <laughs> 
with no one behind them, just waiting for Force Fr- Friday. What sort of a moron would wait in a line for a Star Wars? <laughs> what time thing? did you get there, pal? Dance. Oh, I only got there. I think I got there at two hours early, and then there was no. There was like four people there. And they all seemed very scared by my presence. Really? They, did they did they know who you were? They were like, no, no, they were just just I just here is an sit, alpha male. Yeah, I need so, to. So he just went to the pub and yeah, slung some pints. Um, That's what we do. We uh we we thought it'd be fun to ask some of the the people lining up um, some questions about. What they expected to, Why to buy. Why they were lining up? Well, I mean, we, we, I mean, that's it. As soon as we finish interview, favorite entourage we, we jo- episode. We joined favorite the yeah. we joined the line too. We're not putting ourselves above those that would line up to oh, no, buy we're Star there. Wars toys. Um, we just had microphones, and that makes us different. Yeah, so we interviewed a few people, and we'll, we'll play we'll play some 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 of the interviews that we did now. Uh, but please keep your an, an eye out, ear out for um, the the one girl that we found lining up, and we, I was really excited. I'm like, oh my god, there's a girl lining up. Let's talk to her. And she was wearing like a, a Star Wars T-shirt. Um, never watched a movie. And then then it, then it turned out that yeah, she you know you you hear it, but she's never watched a Star Wars movie. She was just there. Enjoy it. Uh, so let's play that now. So you are number one in line at Toys R Us. Uh, how long have you been here for? Uh, I got here about seven o'clock, and um, I was wondering if it was the right right night. <laughs> well, you're definitely dressed for it. You have a Princess Leia shirt on, so you can. Yeah, I think the that's dress code normal. is okay. That's just normal. I wear that every day. <laughs> so you got here at seven o'clock. It's currently a quarter past eleven, twenty past eleven. How many people did you think would be here at seven o'clock? Um, I was. It was a bit weird because, like, when I got here, I was like a bit surprised I was the first, and then like I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go to the toilet because I thought someone might come and take my spot. <laughs> so you're obviously going to invest a little bit of money in in merchandise tonight, but you have no idea what the next Star Wars movie is going to be like. Yeah, what if it? What if you spend thousands of dollars tonight, and then banks, <laughs> and then the movie is like, yeah, like ten times worse than the last than the last three. Yeah, were. well, it's happened already. Like, yeah, <laughs> like oh, Jar Jar Binks, he looks cool. I better buy a few of him. But um, no, I mean like. Obviously, the popular character is going to be Kylo Ren. He'll be like Darth Maul, even though the movie wasn't that good. Um, Darth Maul was always popular, so I expect the same from um, from this movie. And is this your first Star Wars Midnight uh, extravaganza? No, my friend. I'm 47 years old. No. So uh, you're all right. You got some tips and techniques. Um, stick your elbows out. Yeah. Um, and don't look back. Just keep running. It's very Sith-like. I like it. Uh, is there anything in particular tonight you got your eye on already and you're like, that's the first thing I'm going to pick up? Anything evil. Anything evil? Yeah. Wow, this is a real evil uh, <laughs> evil advice. Um, you're definitely like the tallest person in this line. Um, no, no, second tallest. Second tallest. <laughs> so clearly you're at an advantage when if you see someone with the last thing that you want, are you above or, below, or are you totally okay with knocking someone out of the way if they're already holding the thing that you want? Well, I do have a restraining order in some places, so I can't touch kids anymore. <laughs> well, it's terrible you're coming to a place called Babies R Us. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Do you have a restraining order in Hoth? <laughs> no, that's just too cold. <laughs> Is this your first or tenth Midnight Star Wars launch? Second. Second? When was the last one? Uh, 2005 for Episode 3. And how much money did you spend at that Midnight uh, launch? I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Free GFC as well. Like we were crazy back then. <laughs> we threw around money. Like no, nah, there was no GFC coming. How, how many times have you seen episode three? Well, I saw it at a movie three and a half times. What about what that, about that, that half? Time? Three, that's three more oh, times than I saw it. <laughs> what happened that half time? because uh, I back then you could sneak into another movie theater. <laughs> There's a lot of dark side behavior going on this evening. That's all I'm saying. Let's say ballpark figure Republic credits. Uh, how much you uh, would you like to spend tonight? I don't know. I'm, I, 
I'm thinking at least maybe 200. Hey, I've sort of got a gentleman's 200. Yeah, that's very yeah. respectable. Could be higher or lower, though. It kind of depends what tickles my fancy. $200 will only get you half a Kylo Ren lifesaver. You know, that, I saw right? that. I saw that on the little raffle ticket thing. So yeah. would that be worth it? Half a lightsaber in your living room? Uh, well, I've already got two at home, so I'd have to find find room for another one. Which ca- Star Wars character is your favorite? Uh, it's uh, the um, the star one. The who's that? The star. Oh, yep. And what are you hoping to pick up tonight? Uh, something kind of uh, robotics kind of thing. So the big decision tonight was do you go stand out the front of Target or do you stand out the front of Toys R Us? Oh, we, How we, did you boys make the decision? We tossed up and they tried hard to get us at Toys R Us. They're offering some pretty sweet stuff. But we came down here and the crowd is just so much better. Right, okay, cool. The crowd that you talk about is about 18 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, you know, well... Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's about 17 more than they've got at Toys R Us. Um, and how much money do you guys reckon you'll spend tonight? Uh, it'll be in the hundreds. Hundreds? Yep. Um, yep. First thing, you know what? I just saw on Twitter, they've got these little, those little soccer ball droid. Yeah. They've got a remote control, one of those. I'm so keen to get one of those. Awesome. Angus definitely knows what his name is. BB-8. Yes, <laughs> yes, he knows what's going on. <laughs> um, now, you got, you're looking to spend a, a bunch of coin, yep. but you have no idea if the movie's going to be good yet. Oh, of course we do. It's going to be awesome. Okay, all right. You, you have the faith. But what I if you buy a faith. bunch of shit and then find out the movie's a, a pile of turds? That's all right. That's what eBay's for. Um, what are you looking forward to buying tonight? Um, probably the new lightsabers. Uh-huh. Maybe. You've already yeah. got a lightsaber in your pocket uh, right I now. Or are you kit. just happy to see me? Hey! Uh, it's an old one. I need an upgrade. So probably get the one with the cross card on it. How many um, lightsabers do you have in your collection? Just the one. Just the one? Yeah. But after tonight, potentially two or more? Probably more. Got two hands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else are you after? Um, probably some clothes, maybe some shirts. You are wearing a Star um, Wars shirt I now, I must Star say. Star Wars shirt. You're, um, um, you, look, you, look, you look like you belong here. That's a good thing. Thank you. I'm not as cool as the guy here with the Stormtrooper helmet and the tuxedo jacket. Yeah, we've kind of got a wedding singer across uh, Stormtrooper yeah. behind yeah, us. We'll be moving, moving our way down there. You just actually provided us with a great segue. Let's talk to that guy now. No <laughs> Hey, what's up, that guy? How are you? Um, really good, man. You look incredible. Thank you very much. So um, to describe uh, what he's wearing right now is a, a dapper two-piece, uh, a, a lovely uh, white and black uh, suit jacket, Stormtrooper t-shirt, and a Stormtrooper helmet. He's the classy Stormtrooper guy. How, um, how often do you rock this outfit? Uh, any big event. Yeah. So, so usually a bit of a wrestling fan, so I've been at the wrestling in the Stormtrooper uniform. Um, feel the wrestlers have actually used this as a weapon. Fantastic. Alright then, so you're here at uh, Parramatta, uh, Westfield. You're, how long? What time did you get here? You want to buy a bunch of Star Wars stuff, right? Um, well, I got here at about, I think it was, what time was it? Oh, about 8 o'clock. And you're a big Star Wars nut? Uh, not just, really. Like, just, no, just new, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. New yeah. fan? Yeah. Oh wow, how exciting. You've been caught up in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the hype. Yeah. What do you want to buy? Do you know? Or are you just going to... I have no idea. Whatever just, looks the coolest. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Have you, have you seen the, uh, the, the Star Wars movies that already exist? No, I haven't seen them yet, but we were so here So you're coming earlier. in clean. Yeah, but we were here earlier, and like we saw like all the costumes, and everyone was dressed up. It was really cool, yeah. It's easy to get excited. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So easy, yeah. Um, are there a series of movies that you have seen that aren't Star Wars that, you may, that maybe you wish they were making a sequel to instead? Um, not really. Not at this time. I'm not sure. I'm just new to all of this, so... Wow. Yeah. I feel like we've caught someone at the early stages. Yeah, like really early. Like um, okay, so not, not knowing that much about Star Wars, can you predict... Um, um, what is going to happen in the new movie? Ooh, I have no idea. Um, 
I, I really don't know. I don't know. Just make a wild think, guess. I don't know. Because you might like, be right. You might okay, win money. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just know it's going to be big and it's going to be really, really exciting from the trailer. You know, all the trailers and the teasers that have been coming out. So, yeah. 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 Wow. wow. What a Force Friday. That was... <laughs> Seems like yesterday. So, are Star Wars t-shirts the new Ramones t-shirts? <laughs> I think they are. I think that after this uh, Force Friday... Uh, Forced Friday, if I, if, if I may. It was a... She, she, was it even new merch as well? No, she had an X-Wings on a t-shirt from memory. I can't remember. But, but she was just like, yeah, I love Star Wars. How many have you seen? None of them, but I'm going to start. But you guys need to drop your celebrity bombshell. Oh, we had Jay Lagai. Well, 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 like, so we got a little bit of, we got a little bit of, you know, continued hope from our, from our, our Force Friday experience. So we just heard a bunch of people that were excited for mm-hmm. Force Friday. And uh, I would say if we kept interviewing them for even 10 more minutes, the huge foot of disappointment would have kicked them in the dick uh because once we got inside there was barely any i remember just going to somebody was the rest of it and that's the worst it's like when you get a present from your parents or something and it's the so same. many anecdotes that you tell involve you being disappointed <laughs> by your parents when they give you a present you yeah didn't i know want. you're you such know, a it's such a only, only child no, but you know when you're so little good. but you know when you're little and your parents launch a new star wars range yep so you know when your parents are hasbro they've made a big deal with disney your your dad george lucas has sold it off and you're like okay you know Let's- when your dad, Jeffrey the Giraffe, really let you down? <laughs> dad, not another lackluster midnight wa- launch. <laughs> no, just going like, oh, and where's the... This is the- it just makes you sound horrible, but it's just like, well, where's the rest? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there was... It, the Toys R Us I went to, because I, I love Lego, so I, I was gonna, wanted to get one of the new well, I lost Star you Wars straight sets, away. Because I went you straight... Went straight everyone, everyone went straight to like the branded Star Wars aisle, and I was like, I know what the Lego is here, I'm going to go find the Lego. And there was no new sets, at the, which was... The most recent shit they had was all the uh, Rebel stuff and... Just like sets that have been out for a few months already. Yeah, like, what, I mean, mad disappointing. Because um, they advertised that they were going to be... Well, if selling. they've been out for a few months already, that would mean they're brand new for Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your story checks out. It does check out, mate. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like overall, I mean, like it, it feels dumb to... to uh, and, and somewhat entitled to be like, oh, the toy launch wasn't good. Uh, no, but if you're going to invite people... That's true. ...into the mall, families... And hey, families, yep. into the mall, That's us. then you should have more Everything. than three boxes of figures. The worst thing was they had not a lot on that night, but the next two nights, there was so much distribution of the new Lego stuff like at different stores. And I remember speaking to the guy, I went to a mire far away from Sydney and they were selling items that weren't available at Force Friday, which were advertised. And I was like, how come you're selling this? I... He's like, oh, you know, they sent a lot of it down here. They're just trying to like spread it out. Like he was so transparent and he's like, they just want to spread it out to get hype. And I was like, ah, oh, yes. Well, the Target in Melbourne, a few of them were selling Force Awakens Legos days before right. really? Force Friday. Wow. What sets? Like the big boy sets? Yeah, like the Poe Dameron uh, X-Wing and yeah, a wow. few other things. And this is where I, because I'm, I'm trying to save savor this year. Like this is... I couldn't. I, I can't believe that we're getting a movie past Return of the Jedi. So I didn't look online at any of the toy leaks. Like sometimes, you know, people would post stuff on my Facebook page or I'd see it on Twitter. But yeah. I wasn't. You know, they, someone, they'd leaked like the whole Hasbro catalog with photos and stuff, and I didn't click on that because I wanted to go into the shop at night and see it all for the first time mm. and look at the card backs and go, oh, this is fun, and. 
I knew they had toy leaks throughout the week that, you know, apparently it's 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 hard yeah. to stop people from putting boxes out, apparently. And so I wasn't going... Like, I walked past the Target that I knew there was oh. new toys in that day. Really? And I was like, no, I'm saving it for tonight. <laughs> saving it for tonight. So if, if you want to hear... Um uh, Steel's adventures at uh, Force Fight Friday. You've done a uh, an episode pretty much all de- dedicated a couple to of it. Weeks, two weeks ago, on yeah. Steel Wars, and I've been told because people, I on the way home, I was pretty drunk by that time, <laughs> and I was just like, no one has tweeted more passionately <laughs> on Twitter about anything than me, like about the Toys R Us. Force Awakens. I was, I was like, the Force is asleep at Toys R Us. Hashtag whatever, whatever anger. And I was just, I was so angry. And so people knew that the Force Awakens launch thing, the Force Friday, didn't go well. And one person wrote to me, he's like, I love the new episode, but it was just like seeing, hearing how happy you were at the start of the podcast, <laughs> it was just so ominous that like it was going to end in tragedy. And I'm like, oh, it's like the Revenge of the Sith it is. of Star Wars podcast. It starts out so action packed and happy, and then you realise that by the end, it's like Everyone's it's going to be dead. There's going to be. So I put out a beacon telling yeah. Star Wars fans not to go to Toys R Us. It's not safe. You're going to get killed. <laughs> But yeah, it was just at a corporate level, pathetic. More like foreskin was Friday. Was it? Was it purposeful? Cut it off. No, nah, yeah. Was it purposeful? Depending though? on your your choice. Yeah, it's up to you. But it's like, just keep it clean, no matter what. Why? Yeah, be safe. People say stuff, but what would be the purpose? Laziness. Just people going, oh, I don't. Oh, Darren didn't come in for his shift today to put up the rest of the time. Oh, no, I reckon they didn't get the shipments. I think it was there was they, yeah they, they, they committed they didn't order. they committed to the date and then didn't. But you yeah. saw Target with a few days earlier. That's what makes me think maybe they were like, oh, let's take let's let's leave this fucking miserable conversation like in the toilet and uh, and Where it let's, let's talk about the to- Star Wars toys that we did get because there was some uh, uh, after after the disappointment of Force Friday we were immediately rectified. I know the by, three of us all got a little thing that changed our lives. I mean, I may have had a child at the beginning of last year, but <laughs> goddamn, if buying this two hundred and fifty dollar robot from JB Hi-Fi didn't come close. Well, congratulations on your uh, second uh, child. I believe it's the same as mine and Steel's. Um, we all got the amazing BB-8 droid and. I'd been Sphero. I'd been uh, texting or Facebooking yes. with Angus a fair bit throughout the night of like just like Force Friday. We're like fuck. I think I remember the first text was like fuck. Like after it happened, it was like <laughs> you can have, you, we can find out like ten past twelve was just fuck. And like and then you got the VB8. Yeah, and then I was sort of just waiting to get your reaction whether I should go get one as well. Like the next morning. Yeah. And then the moment you sort of give, gave me the thumbs up, I was like, uh, I rang. This, this is very embarrassing. <laughs> Ring Jay being like, <sighs> have you got the... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The BB-8 robot from Star Wars, the, the Zafiro, it's a, it's, do you have any left? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go have a look. Yes, we've got, can you please put one away from me? I'll be in at lunch. So I go in at lunch, walk past a stand, chock <laughs> full of them, one missing where they've put mine on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, because they, they, they had all the BB-8 robots like locked on the rack. Um, oh, with those at, little red weird Yes. Yeah, so, so, and, I, and, and I, um, I, I, I was like, oh, excuse me. Like, oh, could I please get one of those BB-8 robots? And they were like, uh... There's like 400 of them behind the counter. Really? And yeah, it was just like a background of those robots. Damn it. Um, I went there a few days ago to pick up uh, Mario Maker this week. I couldn't see them anyway. Really? I went I went to the one in uh, in the Burbs. One of them in the Burbs. A lot of them? Webs. Heaps of them. Marylands, I think I went to. And they had heaps Probably there. just don't appreciate BB-8. Yeah, I went back into the same JB a few days later to get a replacement um, MacBook charger. Still, still just one hole in the rack so, where I bought mine. Yeah, right. Uh, I bet let's talk about that robot. It's the best. I haven't got to play with mine very much. I, I've only played with it for about 15 minutes. My cats play with it a lot more than I. While I was working, I could hear it because you can set it to automatic mode yeah. and it just patrols your and house. And it learns your living room, which is cool. Does it? Apparently. If it learns mine, it just it keeps did, yeah. running into walls. Yeah, mine won't learn. There's that it. wall I like running into. <laughs> yeah. Mine won't, won't learn that you can't go, it can't really fit under my couch and its head will eventually oh, fall off. I get that a lot. I get mine put so many spaces in my house I've now discovered and not BB-8 friendly for the fact that it will just decapitate itself rolling into certain and things. My, my son loves it. Thinks really? Yeah, like, but, but, it? but just wants to take its head off. That's and And then goes, oh no, and then tries to put it back on, which is hours of fun for me. Um, and I love the noises it makes. I love that it kind of sounds like Wally cross, like R- Wally fucked R two D two. It's or like a little boy. It's like a little kid. It's cute. It has a really it's, cute sound. I, I've got to say, it's the, the best character ever. Like without without knowing, like, it could imagine if like the first scene it like rapes Chewbacca. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> I've been back. I thought this was going to be the best character ever. <laughs> that would be a big size difference as well. Huge. I'm, not, I'm not sure how you. How how would that go down? The raping of Chewbacca by uh, because Chewie's bi- a, he's a big bugger. I don't know, man. The Star Wars universe, anything can happen. <laughs> but I've uh, got to say, like Disney are fine. Like they've yeah, they never put rape in their movies. We've no, but I mean they're fine in the sense that like, congratul- I feel like it's that scene of The Simpsons when they're like, oh, they're that sheep, and it's like, bah! and they keep going for the cutest sheep. And BB-8, do you remember the, do that scene with Lisa? I think it's the vegetarian episode, Lisa. 
And the, they're like, no, I don't want to eat that sheep. Anyway, it goes down like the cuter sheep. The, by the end of the, the, the line, the, 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 the cuter sheep has the largest eyes. Like the oh, cutest. yeah, of course. Yep. It's like that. It's like, oh, R2-D2, you're the cutest droid. And then it's like, oh, sorry, R2, you're not that cute anymore. You have a few like angular lines on you and you're not like round and like cuddly. And yeah, it's really interesting. I feel kind of bad for R2-D2, to be honest. But who would have thought that a soccer ball with half a tennis ball on his head would, would, would steal our hearts? Who would have thought? Who would have thought it was real? Yeah, who would have thought it existed? Like when it came out at the Star Wars celebration, which is the mm. big sort of Comic Con for Star Wars fans, they have, uh, you know, once they have every second year they'll have it in America, then they'll have it overseas. And they brought out, no one knew that it was real. And I, I did a Steel Wars with um, the guy that made the George Lucas special edition Force Awakens trailer. Michael Shanks is his name, and he lives he lives, lives in Melbourne. Yep. And he actually got flown by Bad Robot. Oh, I don't know if he got flown, but through that, he had meetings at Bad Robot and at Marvel because he made that trailer. And he had all these other short films, but really? that's what got the attention because it got 10 million hits. And so for everyone that doesn't know, the Force Awakens teaser came out, and then he made a parody trailer, the George Lucas special edition which means it had way too much effects and, you know, 800 TIE fighters in it and stuff. <laughs> and he had said, he saw, you know, the, the BB-8 and he goes, oh, that's real. And I'm like, nah, it's CG, it can't be real. And he goes, oh, no, I've got a pretty good eye, you know, because he works in CGI. And then he texted me from... No, I'm making up a story now, right? This go is, with it, go with it. No, no, I'm making I'm up a story. I'm loving this story. Ari Gold would go with it. No, no, I'm just making up this story that to, to impress everyone that's not true, okay? <laughs> Let's just say it's not true. Okay. Winky face. That he texted me from Bad Robot saying, I'm across, I'm looking across in J.J. Abrams' office at BB-8. It's real. So which part's not true? The bit where I said it wasn't true. I just don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> that oh, bit's yeah, not no, true. No, that's great. This yeah, is wow. double not true, not true. Sure. Everything cancels out. Yeah, but then in, at Star Wars Celebration, he, I figured it was like a dude running along with it and then he gets like photoshopped out. And then he actually rolled out at Celebration. And yeah. I've never... I can't remember the last time I was in such wonderment. Did you get a boner and piss yourself at the same time? What's that like? <laughs> I don't know what was happening down there. I'm very non-sexual with my Star Wars fandom. But I mean, so. you see th- uh, R2 and you know it's amazing, but at the same time you get it. You're like, yeah, there's just tracks. Like he's got wheels under his feet. Like you can very much, yeah. not in a bad way, but you can see how it works. And I get that. But and it was like, the, see, like, like I watched it and I was like... I don't know, it was just, it was like, um, like, it was like, oh, there's, there's still magic tricks or something. Yeah. It was just insane. And I was telling Jackie about it, my fiance, and she was just like, I don't reckon it'd be that good. And then it came on and she was just like, oh, yep, that, that's that good. Yep, 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 yep. It's yep. A, like the thing for me, and I, I don't know why, but it's the voice. Like that for me, I was like, I, it, it's got to nail the sound. It can't sound like R2-D2. It can't sound like the other, like a lot of the droids... R2-D2 obviously has his own voice, as does 3 but a lot of the other droids sound quite nondescript besides the battle droids. The voice for me, I, was just, I, I guarantee it, it's Ben Burt probably just fucking around with a... I've heard it's Matthew Wood. 
Who's the voice? The voice of, of G- Grievous. General Grievous, yeah. Is it really Matthew Wood? That's what I've heard. Yeah, right. This is not one of those things where I say I've heard and I'm lying. I've, no, heard, no. I've heard it's Seth Green. I'd love it. To- <laughs> it probably is, knowing. Oh, if we're talking Seth Green in Star Wars, have you seen the teaser? If, if people. Oh, they, they, about. When George Lucas still owns Star Wars, <laughs> they were going to do a sitcom, an animated Star Wars sitcom. Called Star Wars Detours, oh. and Seth Green and whatever the it was other the robot guy. chicken crew was. Yeah, it? it was the whole crew was. And, behind and it. I think the robot chicken Star Wars specials are really funny. No, they're way. great. The one where they what's suck. the one? No, the cantina one where the guy's like, "I'm not going to go to work today. I'm not going to go to work," and it happens to be the day he goes to the cantina. Yeah, because uh, I was just about to ask you, like, as, as a as a uh, professional Star Wars fan, which do you find less funny? The Robot Chicken uh, Star Wars specials or the Family Guy Star Wars oh, specials. I fucking hate Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I would say that there is like half a degree of separation no, from the Robot Chicken. The, no. I'd yeah. say the like, oh man, personally I'd say Robot Chicken one is made with a lot more affection just because it's like using the... St- they, family Guy's like, how can we repurpose this? We're both owned by Fox. Yeah. And it's just a like Robot Chicken... I mean, uh, Family Guy, their whole comedy conceit is references. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like something will happen and then the DeLorean will be there for no reason. And so, I feel like an episode where it's all references and nothing's not... Like, it's just... It's just Star Wars. It's so bad. The only thing that was humorous in Family Guy, I will give them this, in Return of the Jedi 1, and yes, if you are following, I did, even though I hated them all, watch them all. <laughs> you are a professional Star Wars fan. Thank you. You need to know what you hate. Is... In the jab of the heart, when they're about to um, get thrown into the Sarlacc, and it's like, dun, dun, dun. and it goes to dun. someone else's face, and then it just dun. goes on forever. Like, it seems like it goes for three minutes of them just going to different people. Which is a great bit of music. I have to I have to give them their due on that. But I, I thought the Robot Chicken... I've never seen a normal Robot Chicken episode, but the Star Wars ones, you've got you're about to spew. Just yeah, I'm down with the robot chicken style. I think they're great. They're really funny. The Palpatine one's hilarious. Mm. Bit. But so they were doing but this. So you, d- you like robot chicken, but you don't think that Seth Green would have done a good job on this animated Star Wars? Oh no, because we've seen oh. segments from it. It's CG. It, like first of all, forget everything about robot chicken. It's not like handmade. Yeah, it's just a, it's it's, a cartoon. Yeah, but. The comedy is just like so. The Princess Leia scene that they got, they put out there. She's such a bitch, and that's the whole joke. But the joke goes for four minutes. Yeah, she's a bitch. She's telling people what to do. There's no consistency. So there are characters who are alive in the prequels. This is what I didn't like. And there are people who are alive in the original trilogy, but for some reason they're interacting. And it's oh, like I didn't mind that. I the thing You're I such minded, a continuity freak. But there's like Palpatine, no, like Palpatine's like room. you can't go out tonight, Princess Leia. It's a school night, and she's like. Oh my god! It's just like it's a sketch show, but for no reason with no, Star Wars. Characters. The thing I had a problem with was it was brutally unfunny. It was oh, it was horrible. It was abhorrent. But I don't know if that was like appeasing to somebody. But it was should never have happened. Well, it was George Lucas was with them writing it, and you know what his sense of humor is like. I'm so glad that's gone. I hope it comes out though. I hope it becomes like a new bootleg, like new Christmas special. I'd what, love it if what, it's out. What if Jar Jar is in? Force Awakens can't. What good would that it's be? Not. Though? I mean, it'd be very old. They wouldn't allow it. Like investors, like Disney's, that it would not be legally allowed to happen. It would just be like <laughs> legally. Legally, people are like going. The what? U.S. Senate would get involved. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. It's against the Constitution. 
it would not happen. Like, you have the right to not bear Jar Jar. So, f- but what's exciting? Like for some reason, as much as money as they made, the last Star Wars trilogy is was deemed by the public as not a good thing. Yeah, and that's I don't agree with that. But the public, for some reason, this new Star Wars trilogy, everybody's on board. Everybody's excited, as if in the last like eleventh hour they'd be like. Kind of needs a funny, long-eared fellow in this movie. It's one thing that... You know what I mean? Like, so far, everything's going according to plan. There's no need that that would be... I'm calling anybody. it, though. End of, end of Force Awakens, Kylo Ren takes his helmet off. Misa back. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh. And a wink down it, yeah, the camera. Yeah, it zooms in on it yeah. and he goes, dink. And then and it's... Yeah, Iris close, then zoom out, and Perfect. then another wink. But yeah. how good would it be? If the film, it's amazing. <laughs> the, the, the like best, movie best battles, like yeah. so much good, like ninety mythology. minutes into the Academy are printing off awards earlier, just handing them to and JJ, yeah, just, just going, take the Academy Award. Finally, you've got it. And uh, yeah, just at the back, at the end, he's fighting Kylo Ren's fighting Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, I knew your father, and he takes everything and goes. His name was Annie. Misa back. And then he like just kills Luke in the chest. <laughs> Fuck. Everyone's childhood gone immediately. And then there's like the ghost of like Obi-Wan Kenobi's in the corner is going, oh, fuck. And then ghost of Qui-Gon, ghost of every Mace Windu and any good Jedi ever. Ooh, and then I- they all take off their masks and they're all Jar Jar Yes. <laughs> The ghost of Anakin takes off his mask and it's Sebastian Shaw. Then he takes his mask off. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> then it's Jar Jar. Jar. Damn it. And then J.J. Abrams at the premiere takes his mask off and it's George Lucas. Yes. Jar Jar imagine, Abrams. Imagine, imagine some big Banksy scenario going on now where everyone's like, no, J.J.'s good at handling big budget uh, franchises which we all care about. Let's let him take care of episode seven and it's actually George Lucas. That would be... Muchos hectos. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think uh, George Lucas was doing at midnight for Force Friday? Finding out, I think. I think he's, from what I've heard, every time I've heard him com- mention a new Star Wars film, he's like, oh, I can't wait. To-. Like, I actually think he has no idea what's going on in Star Wars. Yeah, I think he's a bit annoyed he doesn't have any idea because they threw out his scripts. Imagine that. So basically. Correct me if I'm wrong still, but so... I feel like that's all I ever do. <laughs> Let's do it one more time for all t- for the band. Let's get the band back together. But so he did... For some reason, and this is the period I'm most interested in between we episodes... Haven't men- we haven't mentioned Entourage for a while. We haven't met... Well, oh, we're still watching... No. <laughs> Look, in total terms... <laughs> no, but like Lucas had finished episode three. That was it, apparently. But then he'd come out with an outline. But why did he meet... This one, I don't know. What happened at the meeting with him and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill? And then why two years later was that sold to Disney? Like, what happened between then? Well, it's weird because he, he began to develop the script. Because he said no for years as, as well. Like as Oh, he's, he's also one of the biggest liars of yeah. all time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because he, he once he made the, the next three and he had six, he didn't want to make any more. He goes, oh, no, no, it's always just about six. I've got like old star logs and stuff where he said, oh, it's nine films. And like he's always... He's had 12 films at one stage. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, so he was going to develop the next script and, and, and maybe make the next film so Star Wars would be worth more and he could sell it. Right, but then like someone has gone, it's probably worth more if you don't make a new film. 
How about you just don't? <laughs> like personal branding, like your name attached to it is kind of like... Because it would be very different. I, I think we'd all have a very less excited vibe if he was involved because I've you've just like... I just have no trust in you now. What was your initial reaction on my sass on... I think it was like 2012, the day when I remember out of the blue, uh, Disney now owns Star Wars was the press release and they are making more films. Like that was the bottom line. What was your initial reaction? Because I'd said goodbye to Star Wars personally and I was like, well, so long. That's the story of Anakin Skywalker. It was great. I loved it. I'm done now. It box it up and that'll always be part of my life. I was just like, I've got to start a podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I think I was just stunned. And I didn't have much because that was, you know, they hadn't said, it, then no one knew who the director was going to be. Mm. And so it was sort of just like, uh, and I was like, there's no way they're getting Harrison Ford back. There's, there's no, no way. way. Yeah. I mean, Hamill's doing it for free. <laughs> That's a given. But anyone else is kind of like. No, I, he, I, he, he had Air Force Two to make. <laughs> I, was really, I, I, I was just like, no. I was being vehemently like, no, this is like. It's done. It's over. Why do this? And this is going to be horrible. But then, <laughs> I'm just picturing you staring at your laptop screen. No. I, I was no. literally so upset. I, couldn't, I don't think I spoke to anybody for a day. I was really upset. Because imagine saying goodbye to somebody. Imagine your own parent or somebody saying like, I'm dying. This is it. This is my last hurrah. See you later. And then... This is really offensive to your parents. No, it's not. <laughs> but then... <laughs> it is. But then one came back and goes, by the way, guess what? We're doing more. And it's... I just found it really kind of jarring because I'd emotionally... Jar jarring? Doing more what? More breaths. More breaths. But uh, I just uh, said just, goodbye to... I said jar jarring. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. It's a Star Wars <laughs> that reference. Was, it was really hot. But I said goodbye to it and I found it really hard to take on board that there was going to be a whole new... Th- like, the way... Even though it was pitched incorrect, kind of incorrectly towards the end as Anakin Skywalker's saga, that was never the original story, but George fashioned to that... It worked and the six movies told that story and I was fine with it. And then I was like, that's great. That's a good story. It tells that story. Boom, it's over. I was so worried. And it took, I think, the first teaser trailer for me to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, and now you are so on board. You've never been so more on board. on board for anything. So on board. And I'm just like, what was I ever thinking? I've on done board, a complete 180. On brand, online. Uh, have, you, true. Have, you, have you shed a tear? Oh, every... The first, yeah, teaser trailer, the trailer, like... He texted me so many times about crying when he watched that second trailer. Second trailer was... I remember sleep... This is amazing. Speaking of... Not to mention my parents came, but they were up here for an event. So, I gave them my bedroom. I was like, don't get a hotel. I was sleeping on this couch. I set an alarm because I kind of... The event was their funeral. Yeah. It was was the pyre. But I was like, here on this couch where we're sitting, where we're recording, I set an alarm because I was like, it's probably going to come out at this time. Woke up, watched it at four. I think I am... That Friday morning and just like watched it 20 times, screen capped heaps of shit, went to sleep, woke up again and was like, yeah, that was... You watched it on the phone the first time. Well, everything was in the room. I didn't want to make noise. Yeah, I watched it on my phone and this is... Yeah, it's 2015, baby. Get used to it. It is 2015, baby. No good. No good. Well, you can watch... I watched it and, and bawled at the end and then a, a listener synced it up with... So you can... So you've recorded... I know you've recorded yourself. Yeah, because I'd like... It, yeah. So I, I recorded the first time I watched it and it sounds fake. It sounds like a fake gay porn because <laughs> it's just a dude going, ah, oh, ah, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And then your tribute, your tribute video. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, on the watching it on your phone thing, I've only seen episode three, not even on my phone, on the first iPods that had video. Oh, shit. So that tiny little screen, it's the only way I've seen episode three. You can even flip it and like watch it. Like, you can't even flip it, so you can screen. watch it one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, and what, the what, rest of the iPod is bigger than the screen. What brought you to that? Scenario. That's um, amazing. I just, I mean, I hated um, episode two so much that I didn't. So want you to just wanted to see it three. as small as possible. <laughs> and then uh, I, I got given a bunch of, you know, when when, when you did, you, you instead of downloading something, you would wait until you randomly bumped into someone that had a bunch of video yeah. files. Give me and your he gave, files. And he gave me a bunch of movies and all the the, the just the first trilogy of. Uh, oh. Sorry, not the first trilogy. The uh, the episodes one through three. Well, that's very interesting because when they brought out the special editions, it was promoted as for years you've only been able to see the Star Wars movies on a television. That was the original trailer. Remember that amazing trailer? I remember seeing The Fifth Element in cinema at the time and it was such a good trailer. Yeah, and like, then the X-Wings came out to the, the big TV. screen. Oh. So the, the, the TV screen was TV size on the cinema screen. So your version could be for years. Yes. You have seen Star Wars Episode Three this size, and then it's <laughs> Not even on, and then, no, death. no, but you wouldn't even have to do it that good. You just do it on an iPad, <laughs> and then it's a photo of an iPod, and Whoa! now you can watch iPad size. So Look, all 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 I needed to know was that at the end of it, Anakin goes no. He does, and he says it in Return of the Jedi now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something that just makes me... Cause I, sometimes like when I think about how bad George Lucas's research was, like it's like, did you watch those other films? That like, you made. Like, you should have watched them and wrote, okay... Um, just some character notes. Ben, just... ben Kenobi doesn't know R2-D2. All right, we've got to make sure that. Um, <laughs> yep. Princess Leia spends time with Mother. Luke doesn't. Okay, we'll do that. But... That, there's things like that. Like I just thought you should have got in a team of 10 super nerds to write down things that have to happen in these films or can't happen to debunk it. And he well, didn't do that. They're probably there. And he's probably just like, oh. Uh. No, nah, he didn't. He, there's no. But one thing, I, I heard this the other day and I was just like, that's the fucking last straw. Apparently when they were filming episode three, someone on set had to go, oh, Obi-Wan's going to have to pick up Anakin's lightsaber and he's like oh okay yeah we'll shoot it that way and it's you're like, kidding me no you're kidding me because <laughs> yeah. that's only the most pivotal scene between him and Obi-Wan while he's alive handing him this is your father's lightsaber you're joking <laughs> mm. you're kidding me it's so bad but we'll go to a positive thing oh. in that trailer when um, for the special edition so um, we were doing I was it, doing a skateboard demo in Frankston, which is about half an hour out of Rosebud where I grew up. And um, Star Trek Generations or something, it was on before that. Yeah. And ironically, go back even further, when they first announced, uh, actually, it's not ironic, but um, when they announced the special edition was coming out, I went to my local cinema and it's like a year and a half before it's going to get released. And I Jesus. said, And I said, hey... Um, when Star Wars comes out on special edition, um, can I just put down... I'm happy to pay. Um, can I get all the promo stuff? 
because I knew because it was a small town, people could write their name in the book yep, to yep. get the uh, Lethal Weapon three cut out. Of when Jared I, yeah, when, when I when, when I used to go to Video Easy when I was growing up, you would uh, write your name and number on the back. I was of the, the guy. Cardboard I used to thing. administrate that working at a video store. <laughs> right. so, what's your name? I, no, used to, I used to cross out names and write mine underneath. <laughs> what did you get? What did you get from those? Oh, I didn't get shit because I think they were like, "Fuck that guy! He's not getting anything." Amazing. <laughs> God, how's you trying to find out the administrator's cracking down? Yeah. So I said to him, you know, I'm happy to pay, but I just want to get one of each poster and the cardboard cutout if they bring cardboard cutout. And they're like, no, no, it's Star Trek that's coming out. It's coming out in three months. And I'm like, no, 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 no. In a year, Star Wars is coming out, special edition. It's the same old films. And they're just like, oh, no. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) let's just say I'm a crazy man. Right, and that doesn't come out. So who cares? But <laughs> just say they do bring it out. Can I have all that stuff? And they're like, yes. And then a year later, I'm like, like got this massive cardboard, like this, like you got everything, like as big as this wall, cardboard cut out of all the characters. Steel is currently pointing at a pretty, the one. pretty big wall. It's all the Drew Struzan, like the amazing four, five, six. It was all the characters in Star Wars written in big cardboard letters and then oh. the posters and stuff. But it was like they'd agreed to it. They had agreed to the crazy man. The crazy so man. So who was really crazy? But anyway, when we went and saw that teaser, we'd asked to go in, just to go in and see the fil- go see the teaser and come out because I'd already seen the Star Trek film. And she's like, yeah, yeah, fine. That's, that's fine. So we went in there and the bit where the X-Wings come out, which is the first 10 seconds of the teaser, mm. right? My friend Tim is sitting next to me and then the X-Wings come out and he goes to turn to me, goes, how good is this? And he looks at me and I'm just 10 seconds in, bowling, <laughs> like That's more amazing. than the rock, right? Just yeah. bowling, wow. different type of bowling. But just, I've got this really, I don't know, I, I could, it just is something, I, I don't know if I'm like, I was, I'm hiding some molestation as a child <laughs> And I used to think about Star Wars Did to cover it up. Did you know Angus's uncle? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, the Star Wars... Like, uncle the, Pokey. The Comic-Con behind the scenes for me, I was I was a mess by the end of it for some reason. I don't know if it's... They've got given the, to the world's best editors to edit or the world's best composer, but that that for me was, like, them pretty much... It was like a, um olive branch. It was like... This is. Do, do you know? Do you know what this is? Yeah, the, the behind the scenes where they show all the, you know, it's got Mark Hamill doing the closing. voiceover, going practical effects. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you know these people, but you don't know the new yeah. adventures. And Simon Pegg's like, I'm so excited to be here. So like that, that. So you got pretty emotional about that. And that's one you saw yeah, from JJ. Yeah, yeah. Try when you have slept out <laughs> a night, and then you've waited in line. 28 hours So still went to For those who don't know He went to San Diego San Diego Comic Con Where this year was All about Star Wars And sorry if you had Any other film coming out This year mm. But it was It was the It was Star Wars year And you were there And we witnessed it Via the internet Hours Minutes later After it happened You were there Lined up Tell us I can barely Like thinking about Going to tell you I tear up about yes. Well we've got a box of tissues Right there It's in the magic mic cup <laughs> oh. Just pull them out Oh, it's, oh those tissues Are for crying <laughs> Yes <laughs> The XXL stands For the amount of tissues We have in there Okay Well Yeah so we did The camp out thing It was it, It's all like I sort of live um, Podcasted it through um, On the Steel Wars thing So you can hear me like 
recording snoring Star Wars fans <laughs> in the line. <laughs> and when um, they showed that clip, it was just... What oh, point was it? Because, I mean, we only got press releases. It was like, this is the clip that was shown. JJ took them all to a show. I mean, how long were you waiting? Like, what was... Oh, okay. So we had to... So I was in the line from about three in the afternoon and then overnight. My friends had slept out the night before so that they did the two nights out. Jesus. And you're not... People don't normally sleep out. It's just Star Wars fans are fucked, right? No, but there's three of us here and we're all great people. (laughs) (laughs) No, but just the dedication. And it's just that thing of like, like... The first, like, it's also like how horrible is the first person yep. to go, yeah, I'm going to start lining up for this. Because that means everyone has to now do it. And so our friends that they're actually, they weren't my friends before that weekend. I didn't even know them, but they run this Star Wars site called Making Star Wars. Oh, I know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a big spoiler site. And so I knew, I vaguely knew someone that knew them that do another Star Wars website called the Star Wars Underworld. And they sort of said to them... Oh, you know, just jump in line with us. It's fine. And and I sort of said, oh, can, can I sort of pretend I'm friends with you guys so then I can be friends with those guys? And they're like, yeah. And by the end, like, by, like we went through so much that, like, I talked to them on the internet, like, you know, almost every day, like, you know, tweets, whatever. But so we did the sleep out thing, woke up in the morning, um, JJ Abrams sends down coffee and donuts for the first 200 people in Amazing. line. So I've still got my little sugar Dunkin' Donuts pack in my my glass cabinet, my JJ Sugar. And then we had to watch all these other panels. So we had to watch a Game of Thrones panel. We had to watch two um, Walking Dead panels. And I was furious about that and I'd ranted about it. And those bastards had bloody two series this year, didn't they? Yeah, because I was just like, you know Star Wars is the biggest thing. It's the highest grossing film that's showing put that on in the morning so we can go do other stuff mm. also that's so confusing because like Walking Dead is so insanely popular it doesn't really need to be filled with Star Wars fans no like they'll fill that on in their own right and totally. so I was just like this is like like you know this little media startup company Disney they've got some pull in show business don't the, they the bloody mouse is a bit of a he's got some mates in high places sure everyone now, remembers Fantasia yeah now so it started at I think it was 5 or 5.30 the t- and I'm honestly having trouble getting these words out because I just, just remembering it, it was just the vibe before the panel was just, I've never, like remember when Gorilla Monsoon used to say you could cut the electricity with a knife, yeah, right? WrestleMania 3. Yeah, it was just like, it was just like people starting chants and it was just like... Is this Hall H? The famous Hall yeah. H? And it was just like, yeah. Star Wars is about to change. We're, we, we don't know what we're going to find out. And we're going to... We knew Kathleen Kennedy was going to be there. Star Wars' new mum. It's our adopted mum now. Yeah. She's the head of Lucasfilm. J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi. That's all that was announced. So we've gone on a leap of faith that we'd been told there was going to be no trailer, no scenes. Yeah, right. And so there was a leap of faith that, like, you know, when you're sleeping out, you're just like, is this going to be worth it? Is this is this going to be like... What were you sleeping out on, by the way? When you say sleeping out and lining up, are you guys literally on streets? Or are you guys on grass uh, or on... 
in Com- a hall or like- Comic Con is like this is San Diego. I know there's a lot of things called Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con is the proper Comic Con, and that's where that's the Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, and their crowd management is amazing. Sure, and the way it's and because so many people walking past in costumes and that it's so entertaining and and Comic Con, the actual spirit of Comic Con, and again, if you've been to other ones, the the level of bliss at Comic Con, the amount of people that you know, I'm people if they don't know what I podcast whatever mm-hmm. they talk to me they probably wouldn't know that they probably think I'm into sport or something sure. but then there's other people that probably have a hard time integrating with people do you know what mm-hmm. I mean and, and they go to these fantasy worlds to that's how they fun like know. like-minded fellows and yeah. stuff like that yeah. but then at Comic Con you shield like it's all a hundred thousand like-minded people and it's just fucking happy people yeah like I was not ready for the happiness the first time I've been three times. Wow. And I was just not ready for the vibe of how happy people were. But so we didn't know what was happening. And I just remember there was like, we were, you know, praying that Harrison Ford was going to come because he'd never done a Star Wars fan thing. And he'd just been in a plane crash. And we just, you know, we didn't know. And my thing was like, I want to see new footage or Harrison Ford and then it'll be worth it. Because Mark Hamill's a dime a dozen. Like we all get that. Yeah, on you know, I'll still uh, trust. Oh, you when- freak out, but you know yeah. he's going to do it because he loves Star. He's openly loves Star Wars and what it's done for him. And he's like- done the conventions. and yeah, stuff Yeah, like exactly. That. He loves it. Like he's he's he he re- appreciates what it's done for him. And I think he's definitely the dude in the original cast that wasn't. If he wasn't in Star Wars, he would have gone to see Star Wars. Oh, he would be there day yeah. one. I reckon. Yeah. So they brought out the uh, the three heroes and um, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Sure. And then I think that's when they showed the behind the scenes trailer. Sure. So that was like bawling and 6,000 people crying. Like afterwards, we're just hugging and it's like going, what was that? That was insane. Like, you know, to see Admiral Akbar and Neam Nam and just Mark Hamill's voice. It was just, oh. And the first shot of a uh, uh, layer in yeah. post Return of the Jedi. Garb. And, and then they brought out the the new villains. Um, oh shit! Yeah, right. So Don Gleason, um, Adam Driver, Adam Driver, and Gwendolyn Christie. And they're doing like in between that, they're doing audience, you know, Q and A. That ask them a few questions. Yeah, sure. And, and Chris Hardwick was sort of hosting, and I'm not the biggest Chris Hardwick fan in the world, but he mm-hmm. did a really good job. And so there's this really long table, and you know. The length of the table stayed the same all day. So we've been there all day. And so there was no way to work out how many guests there were going to be because it was just a really long table. So there's still another space for two more microphones. There's two microphones on stands up. And then they bring out Carrie Fisher. She comes out and just kills. She's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, Carrie Fisher, once we went and saw her do her... um, is it Delusions of Grant? She's got the stage show on her book, but she did it at in Melbourne and I accidentally bought front row tickets. <laughs> accidentally? No, because I thought Double A would be like the front of the balcony or something, but Double A is actually in front of A. So we were dead center and you know, being a performer, it was so awkward, but... She actually, when she came out, Jackie, my fiance, was so stunned that she was there. She comes out and sprinkles glitter. And 
Jackie had a glass of sh- like wine and Carrie Fisher's like going, cover your wine, sweetie, as she does it. And Jackie's just like, ah, and couldn't. And so I had to put my hand over the wine. Amazing. And at one point, like she doesn't talk to the crowd at all, but at one point she turns around after a joke and goes, to me, goes, I love your laugh. And I was just like... <laughs> Princess Leia just said she loves my You got laugh. a boner and pissed your pants at the oh, same that, time, didn't you? That was that, yeah. So she came out and killed. She was super what was funny. that like? <laughs> it was We're going to get to the bottom of it, I reckon, by the end of this episode. Seriously. And I then, don't know if this uh, Ethiopian uh, entourage is going to do it or if it's going to be Steele's description of uh, of what happened at Comic-Con, but one of them is going to get us there. And if Steele doesn't cry while recounting this incredible story, I'm definitely going to cry at the end yeah. of this. Uh, yeah. I just looked over at Ethiopian entourage and a guy was whipping a note. <laughs> yeah. Like he had like a poster and he was whipping it because he was so angry. For the rest of the episode, this it. will be referred to as Ethiopiorage. Ethiopian, pod- uh, Ethiopian entourage and chill 20 minutes into and we talk about <laughs> comic on. That's what happens. And then, so Mark Hamill came out and... What was um, that like? Just huge? Yeah, me- mega pop. Bearded? Like at this stage? Is no, he he'd shaved. Okay. He shaved. And then um, Chris Hardwick goes to J.J. Abrams. So, um, you know, Harrison, how's he doing? Like, is he all right? And Jackie was like, she got sucked in. Like, she was just like, oh, he's not going to be here. Chris Hardwick's a stand-up comedian. And I can spot a bad, bad acting by a stand-up comedian. Like, I've seen Seinfeld so many times. You saw through that bluff, didn't you? Yeah, and so I've just gone, once he's done that, I'm just like, yes. (laughs) And so... You wouldn't have mentioned him if he's going to be there. Yeah, he goes to JJ, so how's Harrison? And JJ goes, how about we ask him? And... I've never been happier in my life to see a 74-year-old earringed man. But was he happy? Oh, that's the thing. he was thing. beaming. Like, apparently this accident, and I don't want to look, read into, like, Woman's Day or whatever. You know what I mean? But apparently he's got this new lease on life. I don't know. Like, he was, like, he got, like, we were, like... He doesn't do. Like, for I'm, I'm like, like, let's still cry, Angus. For I'm sake. cracking up. Just, I know. It was, um... And just like, you know, six and a half thousand people, just like the joy, like just like, I don't know, like the, I get so like frustrated with like hypocrisy and the government and, and all these horrible things are going on, but just the, the joy, like, and people were like, just high-fiving and hugging and it was just, as just it was a spastic celebration. Like people were just going crazy. And then he comes out and he gets choked up by us getting choked up and he can't talk. And then he just says, he just sort of said, Oh, you know, thank you so much. And like he said, it's, you know, been an honor to come back. And he said, someone said to him, Oh, what, you know, what did you think it would be like to come back? And he goes, I thought it'd be ridiculous. But it's just been a blessing, and and just seemed because I think for him he's at the end of his career. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Star Wars is what you know. He did American Graffiti, but then he sort of retired and gone into carpentry. Yeah. And if you know the folklore, he was actually doing carpentry for at the place where they were doing auditions mm. because they were helping him out by like going, oh, okay, we've got to do work on this studio thing, and they needed an extra person to do. To just because they were doing it in groups of three, they were doing the three hero auditions, and they got him in to do it. And they're like, 
well, we didn't want anyone from American Graffiti, but he's the best. We've got to get him. And that's what got him back into acting. He was doing what Carpentry at the Star Wars studio. Just like, oh, we need someone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they... And then I think like maybe he sort of got to the end of his career and he doesn't have to push that away anymore. And he sort of... Like to come out and have six and a half thousand people act like me now mm. that you're in the room, it has to feel pretty good. Do you know what I mean? It has to wipe away some cynicism. Yeah. And like, I'm a super cynical person, but like, like this is like people, when they hear me, like, it, it's like I've got like a secret identity, like grumpy person by day, <laughs> joyful Star Wars podcaster by night. And it was just, it was insane. And then they started joking about um, like how, you know, like they sort of asked, uh, Mark Hamill where they thought Luke would end up being and there's like oh probably just a hermit like Obi-Wan because you know you fall in love with the one girl in the galaxy then the girl gets stolen off you <laughs> and then Harrison's just like oh, I've, oh, I've apologised to you so many times and then they start joking about how awkward it was about the incest in the Skywalker family yeah. so it's just like for a fan it's just like yeah and then like it was, it's just, it was just tremendous, and I'm just like, well, this is the best day of my life ever. Do you know what I mean? This is so good. And then as they go to wrap up the, um, the the panel, um, JJ sort of goes, oh, you know, this is. I think maybe Chris Howard goes to JJ. Oh, this is the end of the panel, but we can't really just end it. You know, like this is a Star Wars panel. We've got to end it with something. So we're just like, what are we gonna? You know, is there gonna be another clip? What's what are we gonna see? And they brought out Jar Jar Binks yes. <laughs> doing the moonwalk, <laughs> just moonwalking for everybody for ten minutes. Misa, say it don't matter if you're black or white. <laughs> doing the Misa walk, and um, JJ goes, "Do you guys like the music of Star Wars?" Now. I know this will be a shock to you, but six and a half Star Wars fans <laughs> that have camped out all night, they were pretty into the six music and of a Star half. Wars. Sorry? Sorry, you mean six and a half thousand? Oh, yeah. Just six and a half. Hey, I'm here for my Star Wars fandom, not to my math abilities, okay? <laughs> I just love the image of it. This ginormous hall, empty, safe for six people. No, this guy... And someone doesn't have any legs. This goes, me! <laughs> I no. love the oboe. <laughs> no, no. Take me. But, but it's only his bottom half, so he can't yeah. say it. Right. <laughs> He's just waving his Blood toe in agreement. <laughs> and um, and I thought, oh, they're going to play some new John Williams music. That's amazing. That's pretty good. Or they'll show maybe like a, uh, you know, like a jewel of the face. Mm. Wait, so had you, had you seen the trailer by this point? Or the, oh, the behind the scenes clip. Yeah, they showed that like in the middle of the... Right, yeah, sure. Before but, Harrison and that came out. But the actual trailer had, or the, had that come out separately, had it? Oh, right. oh, yeah, the teaser had already come out. The, teaser and the, the trailer The two teasers. Yeah. I have to call you. It, it's teaser Are they both teaser teasers? All right, cool. So it's not right. teaser, then trailer one? No, wow. trailer's yet to come out. So we're still waiting for the trailer? Yeah. And we might get two trailers. I reckon we'll get one. Okay. reckon? Yeah. yeah, okay. Semantics. Let's get back to this incredible story. And so he goes, oh, so you like the music so I was yes. And he goes, well, is anyone here, is anyone here interested in after this like coming with me to a Star Wars concert and we're all pretty keen right? <laughs> I find that hard to believe but I'm going to go with you tell keep continuing and he goes and you're oh. like can I bring my friend that's just a pair of legs yeah 
Look at these legs. <laughs> you got room for legs that you can't <laughs> He's hear. He's got anything. no ears. He can't bloody see it. He can feel the vibrations. <laughs> he yeah. can tap his toes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mozart couldn't hear shit, and look what he did. And he goes, all right, but here the thing is, um, we can only get all of you in. And that was, for Star Wars fans, the Oprah moment. Like yeah. That was like, underneath you, you, you've got your new car. And, they're like, and like people like, were just, it was just wild. Like, just happiness. Just happiness. And so, what they did was, they led everyone out. As you got led out, you got a laminate. And mm-hmm. then we all walked um, in a very slow parade. Six and a half Star Wars fans. And the legs. But probably really good at walking, though. I've got to say, good at marching. But six and a half thousand Star Wars fans went out of this Hall H, went behind the um, the convention center to where the San Diego Philharmonic Orchestra play on the water, like it's on next to the bay. And they've got this sort of, I guess, like a Sydney Meyer Music Bowl type situation mm-hmm. with grass and a big stage and then grandstands at the back. So we all... Everyone's got to laminate. We all walk nice and slowly and very orderly and just like I was just people would, I was talking to people I've never met before just like going everyone was just like going what's like we just couldn't comprehend what was going on I was like can you believe this is happening no I like it was insane like and then there was an orchestra there and oh we all got handed a limited edition Hasbro lightsaber light up so oh. six and a half thousand people had lightsabers and then this, a video message from John Williams came up saying, guys, I, um, I hope you enjoyed the panel. Um, I'd love to be there, but I'm working on the new music. But these guys, the best in the biz, you're going to have a great time. Then all the cast came out. What? Harrison Ford came out holding up a plastic light-up lightsaber. Was there a taunton belly inside? Hugging Mark Hamill. I've seen him with one. But just the thought of Harrison Ford holding Ridiculous. up a toy lightsaber, like what? And then so they started playing all, I think they played about 12 songs, 12 Star Wars songs, all synced up to like the big screens with whatever that action was in the movie. And, and when they played the Imperial March, everyone just held up red lightsabers. And then they ended up with the big, the Star Wars main theme with this massive fireworks display. And it was like a festival. There was like food stands and and it was just like, I've got all these videos. They're on my, my Facebook of just like a song will end and then it will, it will go on to me just like going, this is the fucking best. <laughs> so wait, there was, there was the live orchestra and mm-hmm. the big screen. Yeah, two Amazing. big screens. And then, and then for the last one, there was like giant fireworks. Unbelievable. Were, were you talking to the people around you or were you just taking it in? Well, just sort of, like we're with our, our friends that we'd been bonded for the last 24 hours and we're all just drinking and just like cheering and just, yeah, just having the best time. And I said afterwards to Jackie, it's like, imagine if we said, oh yeah, fuck sleeping out. Let's just go to Comic-Con that day. Yeah. Like, could you imagine finding out that that happened and you were like in the convention hall, like, oh my god! I actually remember hearing Kevin Smith. Yeah, this is the best part of that story. Is that that um, he had a podcast? He was, was scheduled. Panel, right? Yeah, the, the next time. the next panel after Star yeah. Wars. The next panel after Star yeah. Wars was Kevin Smith hosting a Teen Wolf panel. And he's like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "Well, he was like, oh, I mean, it wasn't Teen Wolf. It was for 
was it for Tusk or it was for it was for Tusk? No, no, no. no, no. It no was he, for, he was hosting a panel for Teen Wolf. Sure. No, it wasn't Teen Wolf. It was for he's got some. No, but no, it wasn't his thing though. It was him hosting. No, no, what, no. It was for Yoga Hoses or something like that. But yeah, so he got and you know, great if you're a Kevin Smith fan that was in line because you know, like it is a. It's very hard to get into that whole age. But then, like, so the, there was like fifteen hundred people hoping to get in after Star Wars, and now they were like, "Hey, we're front row now," and it's just an empty thing. But the like, the funny thing about that was, you know, Kevin Smith got invited to the set of Episode Seven, and then just wouldn't—he's not meant to tell people about it—and <laughs> then just started blurting about the Millennium Falcon and that, and it's just like. Well, that's some sweet revenge, buddy. <laughs> do you think that was? Uh, do you think he would have been Chris Hardwick? Maybe. No, they would never let him do in that, that day. No. no, it was so good. It was. It just, sounds that way. It sounds yeah. ridiculous. Like I've got chills. I feel like I've, I, I, the thought of oh. you just saying Harrison Ford holding a lightsaber. And to so me it's just like stupid. Then when I worked out why they had to have it at five p.m. so it would be night time for the mm, fireworks, I felt. Pretty embarrassed, <laughs> and I had to go on the podcast and go, "Yeah, you know, in episodes uh, 33, 37, 39, 40, 43, 20, you know, like where I bitched about that." All right, I, I, I couldn't have anticipated that they were going to have a, a free Star Wars concert. Also, those light up sabers aren't going to look that good during the day. Let's be honest; they're going to look that. amazing when someone takes an Instagram photo and there's a thousand, six out, six and a half. Oh, Six and a half lightsabers. Do you know up. where they look good? What? In my glass cabinet with my JJ Oof. sugar. Oof. I can't believe JJ paid for that. And I'm sure you've seen the receipt. I know you've seen his signature on it. And I know that he's paid for it. <laughs> what a good guy. I mean, also, this is super nerdy now, but... How... As opposed to the rest of the last hour and a half. <laughs> oh, no, seriously. Go to the shop, get your virginity back, take the receipt back. Now... How involved is Bad Robot? Now, I know that JJ's been... Like, what's the relationship with Bad Robot and Lucasfilm? Like, do you know what's going on there? Well, they're... They will, they'll be in the credits. Sure. But what, Bad what, Robot will be in the... What's Bad Robot? So, Bad Robot's JJ Abrams' production company. Like, he did Alias, and then he's done you know, Lost. Lost, and then he did... Uh, Star Trek Mission movies. Impossible 3, the Star Trek films, Cloverfield, um, Super well, 8... But it's these low, like yeah, it's and, and, and the all the Mission Impossible films as well. It's a production company. Mm. It's based a production in Santa company. Monica. And I, I, an interesting fact, I'll, I'll have one per episode. <laughs> <laughs> the bad robot um, officers are in an old typewriter repair like factory in Santa Monica. But there's no signage for bad robot. It's all signed up like a typewriter repair place. And JJ just because he's. Uh, a fun-loving millionaire. <laughs> if someone brings in their typewriter to get fixed, they'll go, "Okay, we'll get it fixed. It'll be this much." And then the, one of the assistants has to take it to a typewriter repair place and get it fixed. Which makes me think I should buy a typewriter, fuck yes. it up, and take it in there and get it fixed. I'm going to LA on Wednesday. Get a typewriter to. Tomorrow, what are you doing? Get, get one tomorrow, smash it with a hammer, <laughs> take it to LA with you, and just go, Sorry, yeah. Well, just don't even, don't even get a typewriter, just like bring a brick and write my yeah. typewriter's broken. And <laughs> <laughs> no, seven series Blu ray uh, set of Entourage, my typewriter's broken, <laughs> fix but, it. But, but in tribute to where we came up with this plan, on the typewriter, in the bit of paper, it will just be typed, Hey fam. Ooh, Ooh I love it. Oh. <laughs> Please. And then space, 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 space. 
right down the bottom. So you have to scroll for that. Oh, yeah. It's just on the back side of the paper. J.J. Abrams, more like hey, 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 fans. <laughs> no, I take it in and I go, can you fix this typewriter? And the assistant goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Communal high fives. No, that's amazing. That's such a cool story. Dude, and so what a way to go out. We've, this is our longest episode yet. The yeah, I, I... Listen, if you're listening, if you're still listening, I'm sorry. That was brilliant. No. It's captivating. Because I like listening to the ballers talk and the true detective. I've never seen true detective, but I enjoy the breakdowns, <laughs> which is a sign of a good podcast when wow. you, I can listen to people talk about stuff I haven't seen. But... Um, and I feel like I've... Angus has just wanted to take advantage to uh, go into business for himself and just have me talk Star Wars for an hour and a half. So no, I apologise no. to the Hay Famers out there. I, th- no, I-, I thought um, that you would... I don't know, I, kind of, I guess that I thought you'd be like, I don't want to talk about fucking Star Wars, I'll talk about anything else. But no, it was we got, we got prime Star Wars steel. I can talk pri- Star Wars forever. We didn't even talk about like uh, The Empire Strikes Back, the secret, uh, secret cinema. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, we're gonna have to save that, I guess. We'll, we'll save that for next time. But yeah, I'll just this is this thing, secret cinema. And if everyone at home get on YouTube and they haven't put up the Empire Strikes Back one up yet mm-hmm. because it's still going, but it's like an immersive five-hour film experience, and they recreate like a land. From the film. So they did Back to the Future. That one's up now. So the film sort of, you're watching the film, but it's happening around you as well. It's insane. And then you sort of entered. So in the Back to the Future one, you went to the the Hill Valley. They were having their fair and it's all set up like the town square. And they had all up there and everything. And you had the ride go on. For the Empire Strikes Back one, you went to Tatooine and hung out on Tatooine in this massive warehouse, like, like, a massive Bunning-sized warehouse turned into Tatooine, sand on the ground, all Tatooine-style huts, land speeders going past, R2-D2 going past, like actors playing stormtroopers and then actors playing Tatooine residents, like getting hassled and we're seeing people get arrested, like little skits that if you weren't in that part of the warehouse or Tatooine, you just wouldn't see. And all the vendors, like you'd buy a beer, Mm. they were all in character, it was Galactic Gale, and you had to buy them in credits. And oh, this is really interesting. You might not know this if you don't study finance. The um, the conversion between English pounds and Galactic credits is one for one. Oh wow! You just wouldn't. What a coincidence! You would never think that. So, so hang on. If you had five pounds, what am I going to get in the Galactic credits? Five. No, that's just like that makes me think. Why, why don't I pack up shop now? I've just become an investor in England. <laughs> like, it's obviously where I'm going to make my money. But it was just it, it to tell that that is a very. Did you get long a credit story. though? Did you get a republic credit? Do you have to exchange? You have to line up and or, then get. No, it was also it was also galactic credit cards only, no cash. Wow. Okay. But um, yeah, that was uh, incredible. It was just so. Look up the Back to the Future one, and you. It was, it was a hundred. No, it was seventy-five pound, which means one hundred and fifty dollars, which is a. Fucking shitload of cash. That's just a little bit more than going to bloody IMAX these days. But you know, people, the most overheard thing after the event was, Mm -hmm. I would have paid way more for that. We paid paid way more for a little robot (laughs) that that, that bumps into our furniture. (laughs) I've got to go. Um, So they England only, just for like a heads up. Like, how do they work? There is one in Sydney. But it's not for something fantastic. It was something very, 
lo-fi. They also did a um a Green Mile one. What? And apparently, did someone get killed in <laughs> it, in in the um. It was Green Mile, but in the um one of the reviews I read, the um, reviewer was complaining that he got locked in a jail with a prisoner who started <laughs> masturbating in the corner. <laughs> so that that actor's earning his cash. That's amazing. That's a uh, method, isn't it? I believe it's uh... yeah. So um, we'll, we'll talk secret cinema next time. Man, yeah. w- whenever you're in Sydney or whenever we're in Melbourne, we're we'll definitely going to do more of these with you. It was a exciting episode with you yeah that was fantastic thanks for telling me all of your uh, San Diego Comic San Diego Comic Con dreams it feels but, like yeah. I was almost there thanks for telling me all of Angus's wildest dreams yeah <laughs> I, like, we should I, I honestly want to go next year I'm like pretty 100% committed I might make this pact right now with you if you want to go next year oh no I'm going okay it's done yeah that's our pack done. Pack done. Wolf packed back. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to listen to more of Steel, and you absolutely should, there are a variety of podcasts that you can listen to and hear him. What are they all? Well, there's Steel Wars, which is where we talk Star Wars in uh, a fun way. So we try to make it very accessible. and mm-hmm. little series of movies. You may have heard of it. Yeah. But we actually have people that don't really like stuff. They just they find it entertaining. But we just did a live episode today with um, Angus and Henry Stone and Alexei, Alexei Tilopoulos. Yeah. Uh, Arch enemies, but also... Oh, sorry. Look, I think Star Wars is definitely the thing that will, you know, let you, let you put, put put bad blood behind you for yeah. for one hour only. Now we're back to hating those cunts. And, yeah. and we reviewed... They'll never be on this show. <laughs> and we reviewed the, uh, the worst things, the most ridiculous things on the Star Wars Wikipedia, which is called Wookipedia. And... It was it was tremendously good, and then I do another podcast called I Love Green Guide Letters, and the Green Guide is the TV guide in Melbourne, and people write in letters to complain about television, and if you write a letter to the newspaper complaining about television, you can imagine the type of complaints you're writing. So we make petty complaints about petty complaints, and we try to get people on that are being complained about in the media to come on and respond to those complaints. And uh, you can get that at ilovegreengardletters.com and steelwars.com. There's a third one. Oh, and then we do the off-track commentary squad. Yeah. And then we do movie commentaries for films that so you can what, get the film on iTunes yeah. and then listen to uh, four comedians talk over it. So we, just, we did Commando, and that's out now. And then yesterday we recorded Demolition Man, so that will be up in the next couple of weeks. And then if you're in Melbourne, you, come, you can come watch it live and have uh, a grand old time. And you've done the uh, Star Wars Christmas special, I believe, in that yeah, series. that'll be on the, the Steel Wars. That's that'll a, be on Steel Wars. I cannot st- wait to sync up. It's a crossover episode. That's a Steel Wars joint. I can't wait to sync up. Yeah. If, if I want to follow you on Twitter and Instagram... Uh, at Steel Saunders, S T W E L E, on uh, both. You got to you got to have cross. Congratulations on parking those uh, user accounts. Like that's a you know. There is a Steel Saunders that plays soccer very roughly in England. Really? Yeah, Do you take your podcasting directions off him? You're like, I'll oh, give him a bit of a nudge. I'll give him a bit of a give a bit of a tackle before I ask him this question. I uh, got him to psych me up for Force Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he was as equally as disappointed as you were. <laughs> Um, Angus can be found online at Twitter and Instagram, Chimmy Changus. Uh, the Greenlight Boys, we're back. I keep saying that every week as if we're back for the first time. We actually did one today. Also, Steel Wars. Also, I guess just probably booking tickets to San Diego for um, what time's Comic Con again? It's 
in July. It's normally like the middle weekend Great. of July. He did ask what time though. What time is Comic Con? It starts at 6 p.m. on the Wednesday. Great. Preview night. Well, I'll be there uh, 6 p.m. July any night in San Diego. Just look for me. Yeah, and if you <laughs> want to like relive, if you want to get amped up for Comic Con, oh, yeah, I do listen. a thing called a blog pod when I'm at a Star Wars event. And I sort of record things throughout the day and then edit them into a day. So it's sort of like you're hanging out with me at Comic-Con, but you just have to do exactly what I want to do. And uh, <laughs> like, like, So it's basically pretend to be Steele's fiance for a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually a very big Star Wars fan, which works out very nicely. Um, yeah, so you can get amped up for that sort oh. of stuff. And we're also... Um, one cool, very cool thing that we're going to be doing is we're doing the Midnight Force Awakens premiere on um, the the 16th to the 17th of uh, December, so the Wednesday night into the Thursday morning. And directly after that, we're going into the pub next door oh. to the cinema and we're recording a live uh, reaction podcast with tons of... Uh, uh, previous guests on the show. Still, I'm so tempted to leave my family and come and experience that with you. Leave your hay family? Yeah, oh, seriously. Because <laughs> your tradition is watching it with your father, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tempted to get him a ticket. Seriously, I'm so... Yeah, bring him, bro. I'm so tempted to be there. You can find me online as well. Uh, <laughs> Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find all of us at... Facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast. Also, Levens was in this week's uh, newspaper. Oh, yeah. For, Again. <laughs> for another podcast I do called The Mitchin, which is a, uh, a food panel podcast. It's great. About, it's... about Sydney food. But it's it's fun. Anyone can listen to it because it's, it's billed as a comedy podcast. And it's because... hunger-inducing. I'll say that. Make sure you've got some munchies around. Yeah. So, like Steel Wars, it's like you can enjoy it even if you haven't seen food before. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you somehow just live on like toothpaste. Well, the guys from the Ethiopian entourage will love it then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. My, my whole knowledge of Ethiopia is from World Vision ads from the 80s. Yeah, mine's from South Park. So. Well, mine is from this entourage parody yeah. they've done. And I'll tell you what, they're living pretty well, except everyone's in hospital for some reason right now. Uh, yeah, no, th- th- this has been great. Look. Uh, we'll be back yeah, next thanks week. for having us on. I'm a huge fan of, oh. of the Hay Fam. I love listening to it. So, um, so good to have you on. It's it's thrilling to be on under the uh, American flag. I, I when, whenever um, obviously you have to sing the American anthem as soon as you walk into Angus's living room, but I yeah. I direct it not at the flag, but at the Channing Tatum calendar that yeah. sits next to the flag. I get the two confused. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Still, thanks so much for coming on Thank and joining you. us. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, if you want to uh, let Fer- Perry Farrell in. Hey fam There he is Hey fam And here's the rest of the band Gonna play us out for another week Thank you so much for listening Hey fam We'll see you next week fam Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.